0: We met way back in 2002. He
1: was the lead singer of a band from Detroit.
0: She asked me if I wanted to smoke a joint.
1: It took a while, but I finally invited him over. And you know what? I never left. We ended up starting a band together.
0: I even asked her to marry me. I said yes. Soon after that, she got into grad school.
1: Ever heard of Savannah?
0: I hosted my own radio show for seven years.
1: Three degrees and a few careers later. We have no idea what's next. Literally. That's my creepy whistle. (laughs) Ooh, creepy. (laughs) Um, Welcome, friends, families, all of our awesome patrons that are um, following us. We're so glad to have you. This is episode 1.3. You are listening to the Kennedy Coat Show podcast. I'm here with my adorable husband, Ryan. Uh,
0: That was my uh, creepy whistle. That was, uh, I don't know, some X-Files type stuff because this... Okay, so if you are subscribed to our community via Patreon, thank you so much. That is awesome. And this is episode three. So, again, we're really just getting started, and this one is called Augmented Figures in the Sky. And pardon me for being really excited about this episode. Um, And you should be.
1: This is Ryan's tale with... Um we have three of his friends from growing up that experienced this one of them with him. was my cousin.
0: Two friends, one cousin.
1: Yeah, so yes. we have four different stories combined that make up this tale of this instance that happened to these youngins when they were about sixteen, seventeen. About ninety-five, ninety-six was the best we could figure out. That's the best we the could dates. figure
0: out. Yeah. To 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 the best of our recollection, ninety five, ninety-six. I I really just started driving, so that's the only kind of gauge that i have
1: that we've got <laughs> everybody that's the ones. pretty
0: much yeah
1: so we're going to go to our magic eight ball oh my god i just start started i was so excited i just started ah. talking
0: so much shit about augmented figures that yeah we got to do the magic eight ball what's the question
1: is did ryan see aliens man oh that oh my that's god this question. is a serious so, question here we right go here. magic oh. eight ball did they actually see aliens at night What's it that? is true. Oh, Straight up. It is it true. Is take a
0: picture true. of that. Hold on, let me take that a picture of that. Hold up. Camera out. Ryan's I'm taking gonna snap a picture a... for proof. Ryan's
1: going to take a picture of that and I'm going to Oh,
0: uh, that's not tra- that's not. Nope. No, we're not going to take a picture of that. You're just going to have to believe us. It says yes. It's true. It just says So, it is true. It is true. So keep that in mind as as we listen to this podcast cuz like we said, um as it goes on, you're going to hear from a couple of the people that that experienced this with us 20 plus years ago. You see, I'm stuttering and stumbling my words. I'm so excited about this episode, but we're going to get to all that. We coming also up. have a classic uh, Brandy said what moment uh, coming up in always. this podcast. I love those Brandy said what moments because you never really know. I never really know uh, what she's going to talk about until it actually happens. So that's that's very exciting for me. Hopefully it's exciting for you, too. Yes. So.
1: Coming up. We're gonna start with talking about things in our life. Uh, we have been on WRUU now for a couple months, going strong. Couple yeah, we, at least a couple months.
0: Yeah, we well we started on Valentine's Day, so that would have been February 14th, and yeah. now it's going. Uh, so so May 14th will be three months. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Time yeah. is
1: rolling by, but you can listen to us in our musical selections on Wednesday night, 107.5. Or WRUU.org. We love to have you following along and throwing us requests and feedback.
0: And when you listen online at WRUU.org, it's cool because you can see it says the Kennedy Coach Show, so you know where you're at. And then it also tells you what song it is because our playlists, let's face it, they're they're pretty, uh, what's the word for it? They're just eclectic. Er- they're everywhere, man. It's all <laughs> over the place, and it's songs you that we love. You never know what
1: you're going to get. Local bands, not local bands, old bands, new bands. Oh, It's just... Crazy stuff from our minds. So. We've
0: also been shooting uh, episodes of our brand new online TV show called The Kennedy Coach Show, where we're showcasing our favorite, uh, we're calling it oddities, Savannah but it's, oddities. it's only odd because it's like, it's like small businesses and people that decided to make a jump from a normal, say, life into doing uh, whatever they're doing full time. Like, for love. instance, we've shot at Custom Hustle, uh, Starlandia, we've shot at Perk Coffee Roaster's, um we got some smoke cartels coming up we got a lot of great stuff coming up uh stay tuned for that because that has not started officially yet
1: yeah we've just been taping that with live like local savannah make sure to check that out and we'll stay tuned on that um i i had jury duty i just want to give a shout out to making that was like one of the worst days of my life i don't even want to talk much about it i just want to say that
0: I want to set it up a little bit. Let me set up. Okay, so jury duty happened, uh, in, in to whoever you are, some people like that stuff, some people don't like that stuff, so Brandy didn't necessarily like it, but go a few days before she, she had to go actually go in for jury duty, we recently painted our bedroom, and we were putting the vents back up into the ceiling, and I was screwing it back in, <clears throat> Brandy was holding it, and she was standing down on the floor... And this vent fell from the ceiling and crashed right down on her nose, uh, creating a... a bruised nose and kind of like a bruised eye. So yeah, I have
1: like a big, I had a big gash, bruised eye. It's pretty
0: awful. It was pretty awful. Like, to witness it from up high where I was at, I was like, oh man, that's that's gotta hurt real bad.
1: Not to mention the alarm not going off because your phone died. Just, I've never, that's never happened to you ever.
0: That started the morning off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, my, my alarm always goes off. Even when you don't want it to fucking go off, my alarm goes off. So like for it not to go off that morning was, was pretty weird. And, and <laughs> so Brandy has to go in for jury duty and and So her face looks busted. And then I just busted. also want to highlight which T-shirt Brandy decided to wear uh, in for her civil duty, civic duty. Um, it was this Stab America Great Again titty bats shirt. So she looks like she got in a knife fight the night before based on her appearance with the vent falling on her face. And then she wears this Stab America Great uh, again, T-shirt into jury, and then and then her attitude is totally like I, I really don't want to be here. So it was like, and then oh oh shit, and then she mentions to the, in the courtroom that she's Michigan militia. <laughs> they were like, get this, get her out of here. We cannot deal with this it girl today. It was like
1: the worst day ever. Fuck But, jury but you game. didn't want to do it, Brandi. Fuck Yeah, yeah. And I was, um, if I was chosen, it was a double homicide murder case, and I do not. Woo! Um, that's heavy. nothing to do with that. Yeah, it was a rough day. So jury duty sucks. Sorry for everybody that's got it coming hey, up. Hey, I uh, hope to I, not get I, it. I, I, I just I want to play it. devil's
0: advocate. So when we lived downtown Detroit, uh, we coincidentally lived like two blocks from the court building uh, in downtown Detroit. And I got summons for jury duty. And it was, I think it ended up being three or four days total. But I was able to walk home. It was very comfortable for me. I can understand why some people do not want to do jury duty or think it's just you know stupid as shit i actually had a great time on my case and i ended up being the foreman and i got to read the verdict which uh, turned out to be some bullshittery on the prosecution tried to plant a gun in this fella's car and i was noticing all these holes man and a couple a couple other people did but the majority of the jury was from the suburbs and they were like yo this dude's guilty just based on I guess his appearance, but I ended up uh, turning things around in that uh, jury room, and I felt pretty proud that uh, he he got off and he was innocent because there were so many holes in that prosecution.
1: I offered you up in the courtroom <sighs> to take my spot.
0: They didn't let like, they didn't let you do that. My husband
1: that. will be down for this. Well, oh no. shit,
0: I would have did it. I mean, double, you said double homicide murder. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, that's some heavy shit right there.
1: It was a heavy day. Didn't like that day. Oh,
0: Brandy's looking at her list, man. It looks yep. like it's time to move on to something else.
1: <laughs> Next, <laughs> I need to wrap it up. Be like wrap it, Oh, we do. Oh. oh. Look, I just need to click this to red. Look, Ooh, that's look. time.
0: Okay, so shout out to Marcus Dove as well, at, at uh, the owner of Custom Hustle Tattoo, uh, because Brandy just turned our LED lamp to red, and that also accompanied the brand new light box that Marcus just gave us, which is... The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's all red with it's some bright awesome red lips. Too, yeah. It looks Woo, beautiful where Marcus, we're podcasting what? right now. So, whoa! whoa. Color coordination. Okay, next
1: up we Anyways. have the topic of your son turned 21 on Friday.
0: My son turned 21 on Friday. April 27th,
1: 1997. Pinnacle.
0: My son was born. So, 21 years of age. And he's going to... Rolling loud for the second year in a row. Yeah, uh, that's big on his on his. That's what I got to do this year. And yeah, he's totally legal now to, dr- you know, I guess drink. He was legal to join the military when he was eighteen and legal. You're you're officially legal when you're eighteen. Yeah, but twenty one, you can now. He said, I went to the liquor store and bought some liquor, and he said that was. That was pretty much the time he when he was like, he got, I'm 21. He
1: said he got the shit on sale. And we were like, oh, no, no, no. First lesson.
0: First lesson. Don't buy
1: that cheap shit.
0: Yeah, you got. Yeah, you actually <laughs> gave him a little schooling on, uh, you know, the top shelf. The ladies like the top shelf, too. You try to offer Trust. a lady a well drink, that lady's like, okay, this is a buster-ass dude yeah, right good.
1: here. Um, and the last... So, thing,
0: hey, I, I'm sorry, last part. Ha, ha,
1: Kyle, my birthday, son, Kyle. 21, 21, dude. That's Tentical huge, man. For us It's a good moment. Ryan, for those of you that don't know... Had a uh, Kyle when you were 17
0: 17 years old, I was a kid having a kid and watching that kid be born was one of the most traumatic things for a kid to witness, uh, ever. I cut the umbilical cord too, and, and, and that huh. is not you would think it was just be like one snip,
1: no, like I had to hack
0: you? three times. Red, I had to red light okay. again, wrap <laughs> <laughs> it up, wrap it up, yeah. right, anyway. Kyle, yeah.
1: happy birthday, happy 21 birthday, bud. we came a long way, pinnacle, yay, we love you. Next on, um, and the last thing about our lives before we get into the world lives, the is world, the current, the current events, yes, yes, <laughs> is we've been doing yard work. We have been kicking butt in our house, and we had no idea that the size of your yard determines the amount. Really, the size of your yard plus the amount of trees that you have in your property determine the amount of yard work that <clears throat> like, you do. I like where you're
0: going with this, but I'm just going to interject and say that. I mean, okay, you do. one we're very productive people we try to stay productive we try to stay busy because that's a good place to be so we pretty much and then we're lazy when we're not productive because you know you you do so much then on your when you're not doing something you don't want to do anything at all so all winter we left the leaves in our backyard which is a pretty big backyard well, we've recently raked that backyard, and man, like, holy shit. Yeah, we got shit. at
1: least 10 leaf bags out there.
0: 10 bags waiting to be picked up. We got a pile that we didn't bag up, and then uh, the other night, we burned a good, like, two piles. Yeah. And then I bagged up four bags from the front yard, so that was all winter. And, and we
1: got a fireplace, again, full of the vines, the creepy crawler. Kudzu. Kudzu. With the,
0: oh, yeah, that yeah, stuff that spreads everywhere. Crazy. So anyways, yeah, so our yard's clean, and that feels good, because it's, uh, it's summertime, and you want to keep your yard clean because there's shit all over the place a snake
1: well i was gonna say (laughs) i brought this up mainly because adulting is tough and we can relate to it and i'm sure y'all can too
0: yeah and i also i don't know if i I fixed our garbage disposal recently that felt pretty fucking good i was like i heard uh the the uh hulk hogan theme song when i was done do you know what brandy no. I am a real American. Hey, you know what I think Fight about that? for the rights of what? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I think right now next before up. we, I know we're gonna move into current events. Why don't you light that up? That's a okay.
1: Okay. Fatty,
0: and I think uh, going into a couple of these next topics, it's gonna be great. To uh, smoke a little while we talk about these, because this is some whack shit. It is. How you got? Wh- you light it up. What well, should I start with? The, the Colorado? Because we're smoking okay. weed. Okay. Yeah, may as well. Let's start with Colorado, so everybody knows that weed is legal in Colorado, and I think that's awesome for the people. That's awesome for people who need weed medically. That's awesome for people who recreationally want to smoke weed without feeling like a criminal, and hey, that's great for the local. How, that's great for this the economy this of, how co- we of feel Colorado. It.
1: Legalize it. Okay. Legalize
0: it. yeah, okay. I could have just said that, but I'm very—I I'm, like to say. I things. got
1: Michigan legal on the ballot too. Here, I mean,
0: it's we're so around.
1: excited that Michigan's putting it on the ballot. Other states are flipping. People's minds are flipping. If you don't like weed, just don't not like people who like weed. That's all. Well, we we gotta like find coffee. out
0: uh, in in Savannah. Well, in Chatham County here in Savannah, uh, they just passed a, an ounce and under. You would only get a, a, a fine, ticket. a ticket. And I'm not quite sure when that takes effect. July. Is it July? Oh, yeah. you, you have yeah, confirmation yeah. on that. You've read that well, somewhere. That was in the. I didn't know this. Uh,
1: the Connect article with all the information. Oh. We'll, we'll oh, okay. look this up and get back to you. Well, but either way, I think that's great progress for Savannah
0: Yeah, Chatham County. So, so all right. what
1: happened in Colorado?
0: Colorado, now, Castle Rock, Colorado residents begging neighbor to stop holding local orgies and i'm reading this via colorado.rcommunitynow.com so this is a this is a some website that that publishes stuff in colorado well this happened in castle rock so this res, residents in usually quiet castle rock neighborhood are scrambling to figure out how to shut down their neighbor's sex parties <laughs> fox 31 apparently broke the story so what what do you think? So the neighbors are hip to these sex, but they must be some pretty loud ass sex parties.
1: Well, my my biggest issue with this because I try not to judge anybody, and this is a world where you can. Any type of person with any type of thing can find somebody on the internet with that thing. And I think that makes the world a little bit safer and a little bit more... like
0: it, So you're saying it's cool that there's a place for these people to do this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't care if people have orgy parties. It's it's kind of creepy to me personally. I don't really want to... There, I, There's no way I want to go to this place, but I don't care if they're doing it. Well, let me read on. Well, I was going to say, my problem <coughs> is that clearly... I mean, my biggest thing with everything is consent. Whether or not people in that house oh, are yeah. consenting, Every, their yeah. neighbors are not, and they are disturbing other people with it. Well, the That's neighbors are problem. angry
0: at the parking nightmare and noise, and it says, yes, noise that these, these parties are causing, worried about the effect that raunchous gatherings will have on impressionable children. You can hear people doing what they're doing, one resident told reporters. So either the windows of the house are open or they're just they're just fucking all over the yard. You know, yeah,
1: that's a problem. Of course that's that, a problem. You, gotta, yeah, you can take
0: it in the house at least. It's mean, a little soundproof, there's right? There's
1: still consensuality in the world. You can't just fucking in public. There, you can't... It, again, you're disturbing your neighbors now. That's the rude part. Nobody cares that you're fucking.
0: Well, Nobody now, cares. Check this part of the story out. So the partygoers are apparently from all walks of life stretching from 20-somethings to the geriatric. Some of them are so old... That they're that they're struggled walking up the stairs, one neighbor recalled. So from youngsters to geriatric age people, everybody's gathering, and they have a name for this. Uh, what what's this name? Geri. Now, real quick, why I look for this name? Geriatric people, Brandy. Now that that's cool that they still want to get down like that, right? And they and then they feel open enough to go to. Uh, Castle Rock, Colorado, to the orgy party, right? <laughs> well, what do you think about geriatric
1: or so much creepier? Do you think the geriatric people no, and the super young
0: I, people are mixing it up or it's geriatric on geriatric? how do you what do we
1: think about that? Well, I've never actually thought about this before. Well, because that's all I mean, that's levels of of extreme, no matter what. If you've got super old and super young, it can be hot in certain circumstances. If people are consensual, that's cool. You can't take like mentally ill people or like, you know, L's timers. No, geriatric. Or like... That just
0: means old, like old, old people. Okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Ha- they also have to be consensual. They have to know what they're doing. I hope I can still fuck when I'm old. My God.
0: It's called the thunderstorm play palace. That's what it's advertised as. And they even have some prices. Do you want to know you want to know about the prices here at the thunderstorm? What is it? the, 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 the Thunder... thunderstorm play palace. You want to know what the prices are? Well, yeah, $70 for couples. Boom. Sign it up. It's single cheap men cheap also night. have to pay seventy dollars.
1: Yeah, that's you know fair. what it
0: is for single women. What free? Twenty bucks. Oh,
1: okay. that's all. Twenty <laughs> you bucks. Got to pay. Damn. So,
0: but anyways, I mean, it sounds if you're into orgies, that sounds kind of cool, right? But like, if you're the neighbors of these people in Castle Rock, Colorado, maybe it's like take that shit inside, so well, my kids don't have to like see what's going on. Yeah, and kids and maybe never Maybe some have people to don't see a that. problem with that.
1: And really, if you got that many members and that many things, you get a location that's a little more private and. You make it right. That's
0: Castle Rock's noise ordinance states that sound from stereos, radios, televisions, and other sources must not disturb anyone 100 feet away. It is unclear whether sex parties fall under the definition of other sources. In order for the sound to be classified as a noise disturbance under Castle Rock's municipal code, it must measure 50 decibels from 100 feet away. That's not loud. A running shower measures at 70 decibels. That's what this article says here. Well, I was going to
1: say if the law doesn't exist, it's about to because they got some problems ahead.
0: They do got some. Thunderstorm Play (laughs) Palace. Castle Rock, Colorado. If you're passing through, that sounds like a good jam to you. Seventy bucks for a couple, or a dude, or you're just a chick. You're rolling through Colorado, gonna do some skiing. It's twenty bucks.
1: On the flip (laughs) note, if you're totally opposed to this lifestyle, you can show up there and pick it with a sign as well. It's cool. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you
0: could. And you could join the neighbors, and you know, and maybe the neighbors are like.
1: In all things, they're like, okay, this is cool that it's ha- I
0: get why you guys are doing it, but you gotta, you gotta cool it, man, because we got youngsters around. Like totally. I, I get their argument there, you know.
1: Totally. Now
0: let me ask you Speaking this: of- If you lived in Castle Rock, Colorado, would you be opposed to it being up the street a couple houses, or would you kind of be like, you know, what the fuck, man? You need to take that inside. What, how personally? How would you feel about it?
1: I mean, it just depends. They obviously sound like asshole neighbors, so. I don't like asshole neighbors there.
0: I would have named it Thunderstorm Play Palace. That's I don't know. Better
1: than Thunder Thighs Play Palace.
0: Well, that's a whole different play (laughs) palace right there. (laughs)
1: But speaking of creepy sexual acts and children. Oh, no. Next up on the topic is uh, Bill Cosby. So I'm going to refer to
0: defeating me.
1: (laughs) We're referring to you first on this one. Bill Cosby, what do you think?
0: Oh, me? Were you referring to me? guilty, guilty,
1: guilty. Look, man,
0: all right, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Bill Cosby, man, I grew up with him. He was a wholesome dad. I mean, a lot of us grew up with him. We know Huxtable, man, the the Bill Cosby show, the wholesome family, all of that. Like, he was funny. I have his stand-ups. We have some of his vinyl right now. Um, So I grew up with Bill Cosby thinking he was this certain dude, thinking he was this certain way, and this established comedian who did not use swear words, who was just funny as hell. You know, had a... had a great history in, in film and in comedy and all that. so when it first broke and these women uh, you know first started telling their stories, I was like, man, fuck that. that's Bill like, come on you know that that's Bill fucking Cosby and I, I just would not let myself believe it now, I guess fast forward to what we just found out the other day The he was found guilty. what, what was he found? Do you have written down like do we have specifics? No. I think I got some specifics right here, but I, you know, I'm, I'm with, you know, the victims, man. Fuck that shit. Like he's 80 years old. Like he's lived his whole life and he's tricked a lot of people and fooled a lot of people and and, and misled a lot of people and done some sexual shit to some unconscious women. You know, like that, that shit catches up to you over time, man. And it's just proof that 80 years later, that shit can catch up to you. What do you personally feel about that? Brandy? I got, I got this right here.
1: I'm looking up. Bill, Bill
0: was on. caught laughing, literally smiling from ear to ear during the prosecuting's closing arguments. The prosecutor, Kristen Fedden, saw him and called him out. Well, that's pretty crazy. That, this, was, that was This I one just here
1: found. says, and this is CNN, he was found guilty of three counts of aggravated incident assault for drugging and sexually assaulting three counts yes. three
0: felony counts yes so and from what i heard it's that's 30 years that he's gonna get so it's 10 years each each felony count he got 10 years that so you know he's 80 years old that's 110 years old chances are yeah. he's not gonna make it out of that that's old. like a life up, sentence
1: up to 10 years in prison for each count
0: but now they also you know they didn't jail him immediately which why not you know he what i mean remains out on bail right in the pro- from what i understand from what i read not this article that you're reading on CNN the prosecution tried to get him to immediately go to jail in no bond and the judge you know why is it why are they so lenient with like these these big money dudes obviously we know the answer to that right
1: and yeah and that's Do you
0: think Bill Cosby's a flight risk? Rich dude with access to
1: No, where's he going to go? He's 80. I mean, he, he- Come on, man! I read a theory. The shame's already there. Now he's just got to run from himself. I mean, it's done. I mean,
0: you're 80 years old, man. You run from yourself. I read a theory. I feel
1: horrible. Some people out there think that
0: he's gonna drug himself up so he doesn't even have to do the jail time. I I... mean, he's 80 years old.
1: Oh, I'd go kill myself.
0: You could just take a big snort of heroin and end it all. Absolutely.
1: And it hurts my heart to think of 80 year old Bill Cosby sitting in jail. What the?
0: Yeah, but does it anymore after you kind of know that he was proven guilty of doing these things? Oh, you know, and that's some like Bill no, Cosby to idea, use his. No, the idea,
1: not the person. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah, well, I would kill myself. I, if I were him, I would.
0: I also read that uh, mm-hmm. Lisa Bonet, which I can't remember her character name, uh, one of the daughters on the Cosby Show. I read an article with her, and she. She wasn't confirming that she knew anything uh, about the drugging and sexually. She just said that when she was around Bill Cosby, a lot of the times there was this dark cloud, dark energy. Because if you remember, Lisa Bonet is big on energy. And she was always like, there was just this dark energy around Bill Cosby that she didn't really want none to do with. So that, that would explain a lot, huh? I mean, someone that was close to him, worked weird. with him every day. Yeah, it is fucking weird, man. Bill Cosby and was, like, someone in my head that was, like, super solid and set, would never do some shit like set that. set,
1: like, great examples and, so like, up, led yeah. the forward thinking on things. Um, but hopefully that's just representative one more thing. And the change of the world, that old, out with the old, the creepy Hollywood, all those good Yeah, dude. Bye.
0: Just line them all up, yep. investigate them all, and weed them all out, yep. and and, and start and, and, and fucking themselves. start making some good fucking movies again, Hollywood. <laughs> Get the fucking predators out of there and the creepoids, and start making some good fucking movies. Not everything has to be a comic book uh, movie, which some can be awesome. I'm not saying they suck, but we can do other stuff too, and not just remakes of awesome, actual awesome movies. Agreed. <laughs> you know? Agreed. So what what do we got next? What are we What are we doing? Well, we can. I think we can move on from from that. That old yes. c- Cosby. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we
1: can either move to this and skip this. This what? Nah, what? want? what are we
0: doing? I can't even see. It's so uh, dark in this room. Do you
1: want to touch on this?
0: Nah, Okay. nah, nah, so, nah. So, speaking
1: of old-time good shows... Um, Roseanne's back on and we love it. And if I find out that Roseanne is a child molester, I, I, will, I might kill myself. Oh, well, I'm kidding. What, what I loved about, and a little bit of a spoiler on one of the recent episodes she gets in a fight with her granddaughter and she straight grabs her, sticks her in the sink, and douses her with water. And it is the most badass thing ever. And I just love that it's back. Some things in life don't change. And they you know, it's Dude, just uh oh, one of my takeover. favorite things I, about
0: that uh Roseanne is back is that it's it's the same cast. Like it is such a it's such a time warp to a show that I, I grew up watching. I used to get down with Roseanne. I watched We we own the old ones on DVDs, and, and and it's in the kitchen now. When we're in there cooking, we're watching old school Roseanne. So to watch the new Roseanne, it's just a cool nostalgic kickback. But to see these people current day and in the same <coughs> setting, not, not you know some things
1: things don't change. I mean, so, and we're and they 20, don't on that. Yeah, is, you know, we're all twenty years older too, so they are referencing things in our now as well as back then and it is so reminiscent and feel good and we laugh. We have just been laughing our butts off.
0: Well and another thing I try I try to do more and more in my life, uh and I forgot where I seen this or who told me this, but it made sense to me. I try not to fucking play into celebrities and how their political stances are. I mean I don't really care about celebrities anyways, but like as far as the Roseanne show, you know, like Roseanne, you know, she has opinions, she has and she's been like this forever. And a lot of people are like, how can you watch that show? I'm watching it for other reasons than, you know, like, honestly, fuck a celebrity and what they say politically. Like, who cares? They're just people anyways. And, like, what do you know about politics? Maybe you know a lot. I don't know all that much. Our opinion. But fuck a celebrity. Our we-
1: opinion is that everybody can have their own. <laughs> they should have, Everybody I should mean, have shoot. their own opinion. We don't care. But we don't I like to be entertained
0: uh, by a show that I liked when I was a kid. And that's why I watch Roseanne. I think the show has been excellent so far.
1: Yeah, we're in love with it. Thank you. I mean, but- David came back. It was
0: great. <laughs> that was great. And, and Darlene, honestly, just she looks the same, just older and prettier. You think she's prettier? Oh yeah, way, Darlene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, super cute. Yeah, yeah she's grown. Into she, was a a, woman. she was a ratty-headed little girl and just a, just a mouthy little thing. I yeah. just remember. But I always remember too. I remember watching the old Roseannes again as an adult. I remember John Goodman just being a loudmouth yeller when I was a kid. Oh, you did you hit the? <laughs> fu- she hit the fucking red light. <laughs> okay, Brandy wants to stop talking no, about Roseanne. See, okay. It's not I need to, to get hip to this light changing it's technique. It's not
1: supposed to be so obvious. It's like wrap up the thought and next thing. Which is that. No, it wasn't the light that
0: alarmed me. It was the way you were physically <laughs> looking at me. I was like, oh, shit. I was why, laughing because it's why funny did. and it
1: works great. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> and nobody right. knows. No,
0: Roseanne, I'm I'm totally into we it. Love I mean, it. That, that could change too.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. Here's a perfect placement for that meme that I showed you earlier. A great meme that we just found, um, and we like to share some of our favorites. It says, "Nothing in life can prepare you for how much of a marriage is spent just listening to someone cough."
0: And that's <laughs> and that's something that you you would never, I don't think, think about. Maybe you have thought about that, but I, I doubt it.
1: We haven't. And that we is laughed one of the so truest hard.
0: fucking things that I've ever heard. And when you read that earlier, I literally laughed out loud because that. Nothing marriage. I would ever have thought about, but thats good find because totally. that's true. I listen, do you cough? I mean, because we smoke. We I mean we're smoking a big fat joint right now. We and cough a lot. We cough a right. lot. So, like, yeah, I mean, I'm we imagine that. It. So let's just do a whole episode of coughing. <laughs> oh.
1: Moving right, forward. So, yeah, let's
0: move forward. Let's go. We got we a have, lot going on I know, in this episode. So we so still much. got aliens, man. Alien Augmented man figures. In the sky. Here's a quick fact about okay, so the friends that experienced this, including my cousin, uh, Matt, Dave, and Bill. No, fuck that (laughs) red light. Matt, Dave, and Bill, which you'll hear me talking to and interviewing about this thing 20-plus years ago later in this podcast. We were all in a band together, okay? So we played, like, heavy punk metal music. And after this whole experience happened to us... Yeah, you're damn right. We wrote a fucking song called Augmented Figures in the Sky. It yes. was awesome. It told the story. Were you guys straight
1: edge at that point?
0: Nah, this, we oh. were too young for that. We didn't, we were just, okay. nah, nah. We did, we turned straight edge like four years later.
1: And that's a good point to clarify that y'all were not fucked up during this instance. Oh, we were too, all. I mean, we were like no drugs, 16, no some of us
0: were still 15, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we weren't getting fucked up. We weren't even doing nothing at that time, but Thought we were all be. in a band and the, the name of this episode, The Kennedy Coach Show, episode 1.3, third episode, is called Augmented Figures in the Sky, but 20-plus years ago, I just want the listeners to know that that was the name of my band song, and it was fucking awesome. Rock on, dude!
1: Sweet, bro. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> All
0: right, moving on. Where are we going now? Uh, okay. Are we
1: answering things? Well, we're going to touch on two movies real quick, and we're going to say that sometimes Hollywood kind of blows, and we watch... This is how stoners do a podcast. We watched two movies. One called "You Were Never Really Here" with Jaquim. What's his name?
0: Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, yeah, that guy, aka Toby N. Tucker from yeah, U Turn. Yeah. Anyways,
1: and also "Den of Thieves," which is Ice Cube's son and the dude from Three Hundred.
0: Uh, that's Gerard Butler. Okay. Uh, he's in it. Fifty Cent was in it. Yep. Um, Ice Cube. Son. Ice Cube's son. I don't. And the
1: dude from Weeds. The. The
0: the military guy yeah, that yeah. Nancy was dating that also had the sister that Nancy was brothers. dating in jail. Who would you do? Yeah, with the guys with the glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, and they were both just <clears throat> I. Dude, you no okay. <laughs> you you
0: you were never really here, Joaquin Phoenix. I, I just want to go ahead and say this. I was really excited to watch this movie, and it turned out to be one of the weirdest fucking things that I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't really like it was hard to follow. I did enjoy Joaquin Phoenix in it. I thought he his role like whatever the fuck they were getting at in that movie. Um, it was that, weird. That's man. loud.
1: Look, we're doing we're doing business. I love it. Okay. Working, working, getting organized, yeah.
0: organized over there. So, anyways, you were never really here. That's all I'm really gonna say about that. Is it was really fucking weird. If you like Joaquin Phoenix, give it a try. You yeah. you might like the movie. I don't know. Maybe it was okay. It was shot beautifully. Like there was some cool cinematic shit in it. I thought. I just didn't yeah. understand what they were trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. What it was, was, what was the, the other one? What was Den the other of movie? Den of
1: Thieves? Yeah, Good Den of Thieves. bank robbery slash right. type yeah. movie. Good action flick. It had some uh, holes. It had some holes a lot in of plot the storyline. holes line. for us, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it was
1: badass. Whatever.
0: I guess I was just, what's, what's uh, Ice Cube's son's name? Do you know it?
1: Yeah, he wasn't that great. I don't know it.
0: I don't believe, I didn't believe him in this. Now, I think, and I said this after we watched Den of Thieves, I I believed him in the NWA story because I think mostly, visually it tricked me. He looked like Ice Cube. Totally looked like him. And he can be his dad more than he can be this character in Den of Thieves, which had to show some kind of emotion in a few parts, which I just did not fucking believe.
1: Can we call him Chewy Ice? (laughs) <laughs> like the Southern thing that said, "Oh, yes, I didn't know what it was till we moved to the south, but it's a thing, chewy ice,
0: yeah, we can call him that, I, and I will wait to see him in another performance and another movie to till I finally to judge, judge him, um because that's one and one right now, so Absolutely. we'll uh Gerard Butler is also uh he's a great actor to me, and i I like him in a lot of things, but what's up with like the cop? who, like, drinks too much and smokes too much and is just...
1: Hardcore. Yeah, what? The, I'm, I'm kind of
0: sick of that story, too. Yeah,
1: a lot of things about this movie were a little s- just too predictable. But there was a really cool
0: twist. Uh And, yeah. I'm, and I don't want to give it away in case nobody's seen Den of Thieves, but there was some positives to it, but I just, I love the story. If you just want to watch,
1: like, a badass movie, watch it.
0: Yeah, give it a try. Again, yeah. give all these a try. Don't take our word for it. Who are we, you know? Yeah, remember Siskel nobodies. and Ebert? Or is that too old? For... No, some people would remember. Do you remember Siskel and Ebert?
1: Uh neighbor. Give remember, it two yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, I definitely remember that girl. Okay.
0: Oh, you here, let me here, Brandy. What what are we doing? Red light. I turned it on for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I should drink the rest of uh, this coffee. There's only a little bit left. But I'm pretty high and I'm pretty energized from the two coffees I had before this.
1: <laughs> it's been a long day. God, we were up Yeah, for It has been today. a long day. I
0: think I'm gonna go for it. I think I'm just gonna go for it. What do you think?
1: I'm not going to tell anyone.
0: Well, I'll go for this and you transition us in because we're going to answer some things now from our lovely, awesome patrons.
1: Patreon questions. Here on Patreon. We have five this month. Um, oh, hold on.
0: <laughs> I just want to touch down. Last month, episode 1.2, I mean, we had, a, we had a shitload of questions, a lot of questions. Thank you all for sending those questions yes. this month. <laughs> it was a little harder to get questions, and I think I know the reason why. First of all, Kat, you cannot jump up on that computer. I love you. That's doing things right now. But I think I know the reason why we didn't get that many questions this time. We went in deep.
1: We went a little long. We got, we're got. we learning here. We're getting it. We're going to answer them a little quicker today. We
0: answered them questions. I, I went back and listened. We answered them questions slow. So, S-
1: slow as molasses. I just wanted to we're offer learning.
0: Up, uh, my apology. I don't know if Brandy's going to apologize. Yeah,
1: we're sorry. We're getting it. We're
0: learning, and uh, we do have this new uh, "wrap it up" B kind of light. Uh, it doesn't say "wrap it up" B, but we hope to have one of those soon. Once we find one, we're going to get it. But it is a red light. When the red light comes on, it's like, yo, you got to, you got to wrap it up. Wrap dude. up
1: this thought.
0: Yeah. So let's get to these questions. We're talking, blah, 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 but we just need to get to it.
1: <laughs> we have five questions this week. We're going to start out with the lovely Anna Chandler. We got to interview her this past week. Had a riot, and she asked us that um, if you received a grant for an art project, unlimited budget for one year, what would you use that grant for?
0: Oh shit! See now, did you did you look did you research some shit? Because I feel really ill prepared uh, for this one specifically. I remembered this question, and I and, and I remember when she gave us this question. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. But then life happens, and I didn't. I'm not. I'm ill prepared. Can you start this one up?
1: I see you doing some type of like rock camp type program. You always succeeded at stuff like that, and that's just from your end. I was immediately. Oh, we can do
0: something like that. That's what. I mean, why not? Well, I got. Can I? You want to start? Because I got a little story. I got a little story about what you just said. That's funny that you say the rock camp. Tell it. Okay, rock camp. (laughs) What was this? I don't know. This was probably twenty. 2015, remember Christopher Horton? Yeah. Uh, at Portman's Music, he got me involved at rock camp. And then they had like an, uh, like five or six instructors. And each instructor took a couple kids and made a band out of these kids. Not only did he teach them songs and teach them how to play their instruments, they also came up with their own image. And they had a little like, uh, you remember that mo- movie School of Rock?
1: Yes. They had a
0: little jam off at Portman's. And they showcased all these bands, what they learned. And they got to play a show. They're, most of them, their first show. So that's funny that you say that because I would do some shit like that. Yeah. That, that sounds you really awesome. You would be great
1: at that. If and... that
0: got funded for one year, that, yeah, that, I would do that. So awesome. it sounds like you made that choice for me. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> like I said, I'm...
1: I'm Sometimes I felt ill-prepared <laughs> for
0: that question, and Anna, I apologize that I was so ill-prepared, but that sounds, yeah, I would do that.
1: Well, when she asked, I immediately thought about um, the the only earth art proposal I've ever done, and that's something I've wanted to do my whole life and still would do. If I could get a grant, I would make a piece of earth art, which is a super huge earth kind of moving project that is on a very large scale um, like where you can see it from satellite and stuff. Look up Earth Art. It's cool. There's a lot that exists.
0: Hey, you look up how to swing around a pen and not hit the microphone. <laughs> Just
1: mind, I know what I gotta do.
0: Can I hit the red light for something it's like that? Some blue like, light. yo, you're, My error. you're, you're hit different. error.
1: We need a different code. <laughs> Look, Error. right there blue light Error. Okay. Redo. all right so yeah i want to make some big earth art i did a proposal way back yeah let's talk about for... that we to touch on the
0: proposal real quick cuz i remember this and it was and it was really cool and you actually uh kind of loosely had a place that you could do this
1: yeah i wanted Possibly. to take a 1 acre field and plow and make the shape of a gun out of plants that bees breed and feed off of most and and a
0: lot of them were different colored flowers that that bees could pollinate they were yeah yeah.
1: beautiful bloomers we planned it to a specific season and a lot of year-round things that um would continuously grow year after year and no. it would be seen from satellite. You'd be able to see it from a plane, but just as a representation, the gun represents. I was going to ask, what, <laughs> are, what, what
0: are we, what are we, rep- what is it, what is it, what does it, it mean? <laughs> the
1: it's representing the genocide that is happening with bees in Monsanto, oh, and yeah, okay. that, that was yeah, yeah, the time yeah, yeah. when um, I was more involved in that in life. It's a sad thing, but yeah. So that's what I would do. That's Super what you would cool. do. That's
0: awesome. Cool. All right. Well, there you go, Anna. Thank you for the question. That was. Uh, that was deep, and I, I think both of us uh, would do really good at those things. So well, what's the next question? So
1: somebody sponsors us uh, some grant money for some art projects. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh she turned
0: it into an ad. Okay, <laughs>
1: Dave is up next. Dave Doyen, best right. friend. Thanks oh. for the question.
0: I remember this one being super deep.
1: <laughs> Sweatpants or pajama pants and why?
0: Can I start this one? Yes, you must. I mean, oh, and, he, and it said you must choose one, if I recall correctly, right? Because I was just about to say... I wouldn't fuck with either of those things.
1: You really don't.
0: I don't, but I think he wants us, we have to choose one, sweatpants or pajama pants. Now, I have been known to, once in a while, when it gets chilly here in Savannah, put on some, uh, never sweatpants, never since eighth not eighth grade, probably, maybe ninth on the weekends, but uh, pajama pants for sure. I even have a, a pair of Stormtrooper pajama pants that your sister got me, Brittany yeah. got me. Um for Christmas a couple yeah, those years are ago. So. so comfy, nice. Pajama pants, Dave, that's what I would go with. Brandy. Oh, as she sits here.
1: What what do you call these?
0: Those are de- well, these days uh, youngsters are wearing them out uh, with their fresh new sneakers and I call them pajama pants.
1: Well, the reason I like these the best is cuz they have the like
0: elastic
1: at the bottom so they with elastic at the bottom. Yeah, so they don't come up your leg but oh. so
0: they don't what? <laughs> that's what she said right up your
1: leg <laughs> so they don't
0: come up your leg anybody else catch that i caught that i, I laughed woo-hoo. at myself Woo. all right um,
1: but no sweatpants of sweatpants. course obviously the best but you I guess the, yeah you chose I, sweatpants <laughs> i have so many sweatpants i love sweatpants
0: so just a little uh fact about dave since he you're going to hear from him later in this podcast uh, that was his question that's one of my best friends dave from uh, up in michigan um dave used to spike his hair with hair gel and he wore sweatpants to school uh, for like a couple years in a row. uh Sweatpants Dave
1: still wears those same sweatpants, by the way.
0: Sweatpants and hockey jerseys and spiked hair. That's how I know Dave in junior high. So, boom. Next question. Where are we going now? Caroline. Oh, oh Caroline. Caroline Rose, Ooh, okay. Miss
1: Beautiful Caroline What's Rose. All, Caroline asks, "What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in the woods?" Oh
0: shit! I okay. I'm, you want me to start this one? Yes. Okay, so we, okay, okay, so I'd say it was probably like 12 blocks away from my house. There, it, it, the same hill that I, I, it was a park. It was called Atwood Park. And it had a big hill out back, the same hill I broke my wrist on. Uh, and this would have been before I broke my wrist. I broke my wrist in seventh grade in this same area. But behind the hill uh, at Atwood Park in Wayne, Michigan, there was like a fenced off big section of woods. And us kids would go back there. And we would play army in these woods and stuff like that. And we even went back there with my cousin and my brother and we made spaghetti. And we melted snow in a pot. We brought spaghetti noodles and spaghetti sauce. We brought two pots. And we, uh, Anyways, we made spaghetti in the woods. That was not weird. That was pretty cool. But the weird thing is one day we were playing back in those woods, me and a couple of my friends. And we were actually captured by older teenagers who were not that fucking nice. And they were making us sit on this log, and if we got up, they were hitting us with their with these like these sticks and these fake guns that we had had. We were playing guns in the woods, and they held us captive for a couple hours on this log. And I didn't know who they were. I was from the neighborhood. I don't think they were. Maybe they were woods people. But that was one of the weirdest fucking things that ever happened to me in the woods.
1: That's weird. I remember
0: it like it was yesterday. Like I got hit with one of our own guns, and I was like, "That's when I realized." I was like, "This is fucking for real." You know, like he just hit Too me with rough. my own gun. We were out here faking the shit. So, I don't like and it was so close to I, home. I was like, dude, I, I could yell for my mom. My I don't mom, like you know? this anymore. Yeah, I was probably like, I don't know, 10, 10 11.
1: That's so, weird.
0: What was the weirdest thing? You fucking come from the woods. You got to have some weird shit go down, right?
1: I mean, uh, like it's hard to even think of just one thing. I definitely think one of the weirdest series of events was taking you to my family's hunting camp for the first time, seeing the bears, being alone in the woods, me telling you like, if anything's out there, there's like a problem, us watching Hannibal, and then the deer running out, and like both of us freaking out. Now,
0: I'm getting stoned right now while we're talking about this. That could have easily became number one on my list, uh, just even seeing the bear <laughs> and the two bear cubs in the woods.
1: And it wasn't like <sighs> each of those things individually wasn't even that scary, but the buildup of that day and how it was. Well, and why, the, um...
0: here's my question. Why the fuck did we rent Hannibal movies going out oh, to the cabin. I have no idea. Oh, like, you God. were pretty confident, like, this is my family's property, like, I know it's still fucking scary, like, you have to go through, like, I had three to... gates and two tracks, and it's, like, far away from any kind of civilization, so I'm from the city. The city is not that scary, but the woods like that, to me, was pretty freaky, so...
1: You know, we were kind of new in our relationship, and I had to push your manhood to the test. Oh, shit. The ultimate limit. Well,
0: I fucking survived, so I must be a... Do or die, baby. So how did I do? Did I do all right?
1: Well, yeah, we survived all of it.
0: Well, there we go. All right, hey, next question. What do we got? What do we got?
1: Emma Fisher. Emma Fisher. The lovely Emma asks us, what is the most frivolous, useless item that you have spent your own money on?
0: Oh, man, you know, I thought about this one a little bit, too, and um, I'm, I'm I know sure mine specifically. You need to go first, then. Then you should go first, absolutely. Remember
1: when that store Magic Bus was closing in Detroit?
0: Yeah, Michigan Avenue Magic Bus. I used to go there to buy my Jankos.
1: Well, they were selling all kinds of shit from, you know, everything in their store they were getting rid of, but also all the shelving units and stuff, and I'll never forget. I called my sister, and I was like, oh, my God, come up here immediately, and we both we each bought one. I don't know why we would ever think that we need this, but like boutique style clothing rack, like oh those <laughs> things, one oh, that would be shit. like in the middle of an aisle, or like it
0: would hold jeans, like a bunch of jeans, Ton- like, like rows of jeans. It
1: looked amazing in the store, folded jeans. Like you would never be able to put this in any room that you owned. It would only. We had two of them. I know. You each picked one (laughs) up. I know, and we paid like a couple hundred bucks a piece. Both of those sat in my mom's garage. They might be there still. It was Uh, just like, yeah, we need these clothing racks because, oh my! And that was lesson learned. Are they there still? I hope not. I don't know. I don't want to see
0: that. Okay, so that was that was pretty frivolous. Now, one thing that comes to mind, and and some would be like, dude, this ain't that ain't too frivolous. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, And I haven't done it since, but. Brandy and I made a trip to New York City, and it was the same trip. I think it might have been Brandy's first time or something, because when we got out of the taxi downtown, all the big buildings and all the commotion and everything moving, Brandy threw up. She threw up when we got out of the cab. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was that same trip, but we went Look to... Look at I oh. just burped
1: thinking about that. I feeling. smelled it through the mic, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, God, New York oh. makes me throw. I love New York, but it's so overwhelming. Yeah, just There's the thought There's a lot going on, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. on that trip, uh, we had a great trip, but we went to the diesel clothing store and i remember that i bought a pair of pants for like they were like 170 dollars diesel jeans now and that was frivolous because i've never i've never ever done that again and uh but i will say those jeans were fucking awesome and i wore them for like five years so <laughs> maybe they the were worth it worth. yeah i just never was, was frivolous enough to do that again so there you go that that was mine right there those Thank jeans you were bad for that
1: question i'm a lessons learned sometimes and our last question of the night is from oh, the lovely cat. Cat, uh, what's up, cat? Also, um, green truck, not anymore. Green trucker. No, Shout out she, to cat. She for, made the jump moment. Yes, Good getting for you, Kat. her massage stuff in line. If you need a great massage or anything like that, hit her up.
0: Good for you, cat. Good for you.
1: Her question is supernatural experiences, ghosts, etc. Are you believers? Oh,
0: 100%. I am a believer in supernatural. I am a believer in uh, aliens, UFOs. I'm a believer in uh, things happening out in other galaxies. I'm a believer in a lot of things, 100%. All the things.
1: Me too. I do. We tonight are going to talk about one of Ryan's alien encounters coming right up. Well, and- you know,
0: you could call it an alien alien encounter, you could call it, you could call it a lot of things and and it, but, but but it happened to five of us 20 plus years ago and four of the five of us are going to recall this story and you know, some of us are split, you know, like I don't know what to think after all of these years, we don't know what to think yeah. about it. So that's that's going to happen on this episode.
1: In the future, we will have another spotted recap episode in the future and we will also have a ghost oddities weird things episode as well because ryan and i both have ghost stories as well
0: and that will help back up the answer to this question on why we believe it's not just like we heard some shit and we believe like some things have happened to us in our lives and uh we'll we'll talk about those things but thanks for the question yes Yes. 100 percent believers boom yeah. Man, that was speed question answering. I, I can get down with that, and I think uh, I think uh, everybody subscribing to our community would well, we would probably feel the same way. They're like, yeah, that was that was a lot speedier than episode two. Yes, way <laughs> to wrap it up. After Brandy said what, we're gonna get into this whole augmented aliens, figures in the sky. I mean, you you discredit it when you say it like that. You know what?
1: No, I always say it like the days and confused dude. Oh, that's I right. Love we him. did talk about he- that. Aliens, that's right, man. Yeah. He's a believer. I'm a believer.
0: Rory Cochran.
1: Yeah, I love him.
0: Yeah, anyways. So, all right. So, Brandy said what? That is coming up. And uh, then we're going to Augmented Figures in the Sky. This is the Kennedy Coach Show podcast.
2: And now, we're going to take a quick little pause for a child-free by choice moment. Here's Brandy said what?
1: Hey, everyone. It's Brandy. And I'm here to present to you another child-free by choice moment. Last week, we were getting some coffee um, at one of our local favorite coffee shops, and this mom comes in, and she had a child in the cart. It was a cart for two. One kid was in the cart, and the other kid was not in the cart. And we're waiting in line, um, and she totally runs into the back of me with the cart. And, you know, kind of half-ass apologizes. I was like, sorry. I was like, oh, it's totally cool. You know, I'm super nice.
0: That was the first time.
1: That was the first time. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's I get it. You got two kids. Oh, my gosh, it must be hard. So in, you see how the progression of how somebody is immediately. The second time she runs into me... Doesn't even apologize at this point. She's talking on her phone, totally oblivious. I'm, I'm looking at her kid. The kid's looking at me like he's sorry. The other kid's <laughs> literally climbing the glass display case that all the food's kept on. I mean, I wasn't allowed to act like that growing up. Number two. Second time. Number two. The third time that she ran into me, that's a problem. And I'm not saying moms don't have it tough. She's got two kids. She's got it real tough. You cannot bump up into somebody's space that many times without even caring and expect there not to be a problem. I will fight a mom.
0: I watched this whole thing happen. I watched Brandy's stages from acceptance like like she just described all the way down to like that final face was like, bitch, you better get this shit under control.
1: Totally. I'll <laughs> knock a kid out. Just kidding. Thanks for subscribing, y'all. Listen for Brandy Says What every month at the middle of our episode. The Kennedy Couch
0: Show! And
1: we're back. Yes. Is
0: that the. Yeah. We did that before. Didn't we do that in the first episode? Well, it's
1: my favorite. That's ever. Jimmy
0: Fallon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. And we're back. Well, we and love and we're it.
1: back.
0: <laughs> Sorry. All right. Today, you're of control.
1: we are here. To tell your story, this yeah, is a man. story. I'm gonna set it up a little bit. This is a story that I've only heard a few times over our relationship, and a few good times you've gone into super detail with me over the years. But it's not a story you talk about a lot because people do think you're crazy. I've only told
0: a handful, a handful of people this story, honestly, because of that reason alone. Right there is because after a while, after those, after I told those handful of people, I made a decision, as I learned most of us did, to not really talk about it. Yeah, uh, because people look at you like, dude, come on, man, because it's hard to well, believe. I And guess. it's also it shit happened.
1: It's also a long story. <laughs> um, y'all were hanging out in your cousin's trailer park and had found something kind of in the sky following you. And it continued to follow you. This is just the most rough, basic version it followed you for the course of a couple hours and we're going to talk about the series of those events with you and your cousin and two buddies that were with you that night
0: yeah so basically uh over the past couple weeks um even going back to the past couple months now one of the guys on this podcast bill who, who you'll hear third um a lot of us haven't talked to him in over 10 years i mean one of us i, I think it was close to 20 years or whatnot so a lot of us Uh, We used to talk about this. We used to to remember this story, but life happened and we haven't talked about it in a really long time. So these phone calls on this episode are, you know, like us rehashing this after, you know, a lot of years. So finally
1: compiling the story in one place. Absolutely. So first up is Matt, Ryan's cousin, Matt, and it started all of this started in Belleville, Michigan in the trailer park that um, Matt lived at at the time. And his his mom still lives there currently. Same spot, I think she, I right? think she
0: ended up moving. I think she ended up moving from there, and she lives somewhere else now. But, really? But, but for oh. years after, I mean, my parents still live right down the street from this trailer park where some of this story takes, yeah, took I've been place there. back then when Absolutely. they didn't live there. So, you know, you've been there, and, and you've seen the reference to the old pumpkin factory that you'll hear in these stories. Um, but, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is some crazy shit, and and I'll just say this before we get into the phone call. Uh, when I personally think about this, which is not a lot, but like every so often, you know, I get really excited thinking about this story. And it was definitely uh, something, just some crazy shit. Which hopefully you enjoy these uh, these recollections, man. This was this was twenty some plus cool, years ago. Pinnacle so.
1: stuff to have happen. Well, we're gonna go right into Matt's phone call. Matt was with y'all the shortest amount of time. We, the story starts at his house. He takes a drive with y'all as well. And then you drop him back off at his house and the con- and, and, the story continues from there.
0: He's got a little something to tell after we drop him off. But yeah, that's pretty much where, now he's heard the rest of the story over the years. But yeah, that's pretty much where his story ends, which his is different than Dave's and uh, Bill's recollection, which uh, you're going to check all that out. So yeah, let's get into Matt's phone call.
1: Let's do it.
2: This is episode 1.3. It's called Augmented Figures in the Sky. And first up is, okay, so I'll just give a quick rundown. Back 20-plus years ago, me and four of my friends, including my cousin, experienced some out-of-this-world type shit, some stuff that we still can't explain. And Matt was one of them. Matt is my cousin. I've known him the longest. Obviously, we're family. We spent a lot of time together as youngsters (laughs) and yeah, for a couple years, right? And we even had our own language back in the day. And we won't get into that because then you won't believe uh, you won't believe this story. You'll just think that we're crazy. So, what's going on, Matt? <laughs> Nothing. How are you doing? I'm doing well, good, man. Doing good.
3: You might be a little crazy, but.
2: Oh, okay. So, in life now, you're you're a very busy dude. Um, you have two children. You're also coaching a sports team uh you have a lovely wife and 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 you work and i just imagine that your life is pretty full at this point man you're pretty busy dude yeah
3: oh yeah non-stop all day every day (laughs) well we call one day sleeping in
2: (laughs) one day when's the last time you slept in man
3: Well, it's been a little while i don't know and this is the start of busy season so it's going to be a long while
2: it's going to be it's going to be even longer now well i appreciate you uh (laughs) Taking the time, man, out of that crazy schedule and uh, recalling some weird shit that happened to us 20-plus years ago. Matt, what year would you say, in your recollection, what what year do you think this happened?
3: I'd say uh, mid-'90s, 95, mid-90s. 96.
2: Yeah, that sounds good to me, too. 95, 96, man, so 20-plus years ago. Um, I I'll just say this. Why don't you start it up with your recollection of the night, um, what you remember as far as where the story started?
3: Uh, What I remember is being in my old neighborhood. There were at least four of us, me, you, Dave, and Bill, and uh, heading over to the other side of the neighborhood to visit a friend, and that's when we saw something in the sky. And, who, and, and so
2: in, in my recollection, it would have been like it would have been Bill uh, being the first person pointing things out in the sky because Bill was kind of like, and I'll just say the what he said about himself is he, he was kind of like the Alex Jones before Alex Jones, meaning that he exactly. was conspiracy minded and kind of showed us uh, VHS tapes of certain things. And so he was kind of like that.
3: Oh, yeah, he was showing us the Black Hawk helicopter videos and all this stuff. He was definitely a conspiracy theorist.
2: Yeah, he was talking about – it's crazy because he was talking about video surveillance, you know, before it was even a thing. And now it's such a normal part of everybody's life, you know. It's it's just crazy what happens over 20 years, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, but back then it was, it was a freaky thing, not an ordinary thing.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that always put Bill on edge. Um, and so real quick before we get into the story, I – we're talking to Dave uh, on this podcast. We're going to get his recollection, and we keep I keep referencing Bill. I'm also going to talk to Bill on this podcast and get his recollection, so this is going to be pretty interesting, and, and the interesting thing about your recollection, Matt, is you were only with us, I'd say, I mean, we were together that whole day and night up until we left your house, but for this... Uh, weird experience. You were only there for about an hour, hour and a half of this story, so your story is going to be a lot different than than the other stories on this podcast. So, once we were in the trailer park and we went to a friend's house, is when we kind of started noticing this light. You want to pick it up from there? Um,
3: yeah, Bill pointed out this light. We kind of freaked us all out, and then I don't remember everything detail for detail, but I do remember being in a car, in your car, the old Fairmont. Yeah, and we were heading east on a dirt road, and then we saw the line of lights—about seven lights up in the sky—that kind of freaked us all out.
2: Yeah, and it was in like those seven lights were kind of in like a like a like almost like a vague V formation. And it would have been on Elwell and Martinsville Road. It would have been where my parents live now and where the old pumpkin factory was. Those lights would have been hanging out like right above that area. That's what I recall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now and then I remember oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say now after we've seen them them seven light formations, uh as we were heading east, that this is about the time I don't know if you remember this, it's about the time we headed back to the to the trailer park. Yeah. Okay, and all we right, headed, can pick it up from there.
3: I remember heading back to the trailer park, uh going back to my place and we saw the big light thing hanging up above the park. And we would stop the car and the thing would move and we'd move the car and the thing would stop and it really freaked us out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because that would have been the moment when it went from just like almost wonder to like, wow, that's just some weird stuff in the sky to where this light whatever it was kind of like took notice of us. And and that is what made it freaky to me was like, okay, now this thing knows we're here or it at least acknowledged us in some form, you know?
3: Right. And then it was playing with us. It seemed like.
2: Yeah. Now, all right, man. I got to ask the thing in the sky. How how do you recall that? Like, did it have a shape to it? Was it, you know, because from what I remember, it looked like it was like not even 50 feet above us. You know what I mean? It was just, it was like almost so close. We could almost touch it. Do you remember that at all?
3: Yeah, it was it was low enough to where it wasn't like an airplane flying overhead. It was it was pretty low. It was like a, I don't know, a flying saucer. Not a flying saucer. You know, not the round, fake-looking. Right, but right. I, was, I don't know, flying object-looking thing up in the sky, great ass light on it. And, I mean, it was just hanging you, there. Uh, <laughs> you re- do you recall it making any noise at all? I don't recall the noise.
2: Yeah, you know, I recall man, it being I recall. totally silent. And and, yeah. and you know, uh Bill and Dave kinda recall that. So if it's if it's kinda blurry in your recollection, um yeah, so at this point, so that's the light. This this is when we got a little blurry, and when I say we, I mean Dave, Bill, and myself as to we were unclear as when you went back into your house. Is this about the time you went back into your house? Do you remember?
3: Yeah. Yeah, well shortly after that, um you guys dropped me off. And I went back into the house by myself, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> you guys left yeah. me today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That's what, kind of what it seemed like. Because, okay, so some freaky shit happened to you. Okay, so you go in your house. And what we're doing is we're obviously getting ready to leave uh, and head back to Wayne from Belleville, Michigan. So that took about, that took about 25, 30 minutes. And I guess it would have took about a half hour because back then – I didn't drive on freeways, so I took all the back roads. So we were getting ready to head back to Wayne from Belleville. Matt went in his house all by himself, and some freaky shit went down.
3: Yeah, that's when uh, I went inside. I was sitting on the couch just kind of thinking about what the hell we just saw, freaking out a little bit, Wayne on the couch with a blanket. Not a blankie, but it kind of sounds that way. My <laughs> Because <But>, uh, <laughs> I was a little freaked out. And uh, that's when the phone rang. And this was probably ten fifteen minutes after you guys left yourself, so, maybe. And uh, so I answered the phone, nothing but static. I mean, completely just freaky, deaky, static. So I hung up real quick and pulled the blanket over my head and just freaked out. <laughs> yeah, because, we, okay, so, yes, I just want to, if that,
2: we spent a lot of time together, man. So, you know, we had some of the same, like, like, like okay, we were all weirded out. If that would have happened to me. After we had seen what we've seen. Yeah, I would have I would have pulled that blanket, my dinky, over my head as well. Um, oh, yeah. Now, do you do you recall? Okay, so we were all a little bit freaked out. Now, this that's where pretty much the story ended for you. And over the years, obviously, we've all talked about it. You've heard the end of the story. Um, now, do you recall? I just have to bring this up because it's comical. Um, do you remember the part of the story, like, on our drive home, uh, pretty much that light was following us all the way home. And Dave was so scared that he literally could not look out the window and he was crying in the back seat of my car do you remember this
3: <laughs> i remember hearing that and i can picture you remember it, hearing so. that
2: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well i brought that up with him man yeah he remembers it too man everybody seems to remember that part um but yeah and and, I, and to not take anything away from dave i mean it was a very weird traumatic experience i remember you know you would have been had a whole different experience in, in your house with that phone call but like as far as in the car I was more trying to keep us alive because I was a new driver. So I was paying attention to the road. Bill, he was trying to like seriously figure out what it was. And and he was, you know, doing all the talk and Dave was so scared and crying. (laughs) It was just, it was just a wild event, man. Now, Matt, after all of these years, um, how much do you think about this? How much do these thoughts come into your head in your everyday life?
3: Uh, They pop up every now and again. I mean, not all the time, but. Here and there, they pop up. Sometimes I'll see a light in the sky, and you know, it pops into my head. Not How do you feel when it does up, pop but, into your head? Do you get any kind
2: of feeling, or is it just like the like the the memories of the event? It's
3: just just the memories of the event we yeah. we kind of shared together, and uh, nothing's happened like it since. Um, definitely a freaky thing that we experienced together, and uh, the whole Dave crying thing. I I didn't cry, but. I didn't get off that couch for quite some time. I'll tell you that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, I wouldn't have. I'm glad man, the phone no. didn't ring again. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think it was, man? Do you think it was like, or are you just
3: like undecided? Um, I mean, I don't know what it was. I don't, it seemed more out of this world to me than like a governmental kind of a black Hawk conspiracy thing. Um, it's freaky. It's just freaky. You know, it just freaky. Like alien. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big like believer in ghosts and stuff like that, but I mean, I, I, I'm leaning an alien kind of situation, you know? I mean, I stopped my yeah. experience, and it happened.
2: Yeah, I knew your recollection was going to be different than ours, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time. And once this whole thing is done, I'm going to let you know, man, so you can check out the whole recollection from, from all four of us, really. Um, and I think it's
1: going to yeah. be a
3: really cool story. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it all together.
1: All right. Well, that was Matt's story, Ryan's cousin. We end this period leaving him at the trailer park and then y'all continuing on, am I right?
0: Yeah, we, we dropped Matt. Well, because that's where the story started was at at Matt's neighborhood in his old trailer park. So the the story originated and, and pretty much ended for Matt at his... Uh, at his house in that trailer park. So yeah it's it now you know is when when the four of us head from Belleville to uh, Wayne, Michigan where some other crazy shit goes on.
1: This is the part when Dave gets really, really scared, right? This is the part yes
0: and and Dave has been my best friend for a long time in life and we've done a lot of things together, a lot of stupid shit, a lot of scary shit like some real life scary shit. and yeah, this is one of the scaredest I've ever seen Dave. Uh, when we experienced this 20 plus years ago, um, so yeah, it was uh, you know some of us were terrified and, and showing it in different ways uh, through excitement or through you know wonderment or, or different things like that. So, but Dave, yeah, Dave was I, I say terrorized by the thing, man. And that word doesn't mean what it means these days. I just mean like it tormented him. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, so yeah, I <laughs> guess I guess on stuff. that note, man, Dave, uh, yeah, Dave, and because of because of Dave being tormented. Um, I'll just set it up a little bit, a little tease. There's a certain part of the story that's a little blurry for Dave because, uh, personally he didn't want to open his eyes. So you want to check out, let's check out that phone call. Yes. Let's listen. Uh, y'all in the garage? On <laughs> in the garage. Hell yeah. Well, uh, for
1: everyone
2: listening to the podcast, this is, uh, this is my best friend, Dave. We've known each other for a really long time. And he, as of recently had, uh, a son. Now he's got a daughter and a son total of two kids. And so he took time out of that crazy uh, new baby schedule to have this conversation about a weird thing that happened to us over 20 years ago. Seems like all, all of our stories uh, match in more places than they don't, whether we're each missing pieces or, you know, maybe we just forgot something. And it's been a long time. So um, I guess I'm I'm just going to let you introduce yourself, man. Who are you?
4: I'm Dave, um, you know, fun guy. <laughs> two, two kids, man. Trying to, get to no. this, uh, trying to get this interview set up and waiting for uh, my daughter to fall asleep. And, uh, you know, she knew I had something going on, so she decided to stay up as late as possible. <laughs> so, all that fun stuff. But, yeah, um, crazy, crazy. Uh, talk no. to Bill. I did talk to Bill, so that was uh, – he threw a lot of stuff at me that uh, – some of it I didn't know and some of it <laughs> – when he brought it up, I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" For example, I totally forgot about Eric Zigman dealing with us. <laughs> wow, yeah, <laughs> he
2: even well, forgot till he brought it up. <laughs> I, you know, and, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you know anything of, uh, of Eric Zygman's, uh status these days. I don't know if you're friends with him on Facebook or whatnot, and kind of see what he's, he's up to. Um he probably will not be a part of this and, and that's, the, you know, he's got other things going on, but I did talk to Matt and Matt is going to, uh, be a part of this as well. And the okay. reason I say that is because Matt has a really interesting side of the story that he didn't, he didn't experience the rest of it, but he has his own tale, uh, on where his story ended, which is, is pretty, according to Bill too, this is a very creepy, uh, kind of thing. Bill's got yeah, a I, lot of theories.
4: Yeah. I know about it. I've talked to Matt i with him. Numerous times. I mean, we're all. This is 20 years ago. You're we down in Georgia. I'm, I'm here, so it's not like we we're hanging out every day like we used to. But I mean, some stuff do not go away. And uh, man, just stuff I've heard from Matt. Like after we left his house, <laughs> it's super creepy. I'll let Matt tell it, but yeah,
2: yeah, it, it is super creepy, man. Now,
4: how do? Okay, so let's let's start here.
2: I know where I think the story starts, but I, I want to ask you what year would you say that this happened? Um, we, me and Bill were having a little bit of a back and forth about it. Uh, what, what year do you think this happened?
4: Well, I'm pretty sure it was after my cutoff shorts, Tampa Bay Lightning phase, Jersey. <laughs> uh, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. That. But that had to be like, God, you were driving, and we had the Fairmont, correct? Yep, yep. Okay, so Fair real mind.
2: quick while you're while you're tracing your thoughts, Bill said ninety six, ninety seven and I said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said that ninety seven is definitely out because that's the year my son was born and this happened a few years before my
4: son. Yeah. So I and, say, yeah, no, I wanna say 94, 95.
2: That's okay, that's where I was at. Me and Bill. Decide well. Obviously, that audio's gone. I'm gonna to talk to him again. But we decided 95, 96. But I'm I'm going with you a little more with 94, 95 because I just got my license too. So I so was yeah, driving.
4: Just yeah, we were going some so every possible time we were hanging out. Yeah. And he wasn't on this side of town. We we're over on his side. But yeah, I would say right around 94, 95 when it all okay. went down. But but
5: yeah,
4: yeah, right around there.
2: So that's 20-plus years ago. Now, now you and I, we, we, we talk uh, not not as much as we did, obviously, when, when we lived in the same state, uh, but we have talked the most um, out of any of us that this has happened to. Again, it was me and you, Bill Zarzecki, which we're going to talk to on this podcast, my cousin Matt O'Grady, who we're also going to talk to on this podcast, and then Eric Zygman, who will not be on this podcast. So it's been like 20-plus years. Now, where I feel the story starts, uh, the whole night is, is, and I don't know if this is where you started in your recollection, but we were at Matt's Trailer Park and we were just kind of like walking around, heading over to a friend's house when Bill started noticing things in the sky. Is that kind of where you started?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: But I, I want to get your recollection uh, because Bill had shared with me, again, in that previous audio about some things that you remembered that he didn't, that I remembered that he didn't, and some things that you didn't remember, stuff like that. So, okay, start there with the night we were walking around Matt's Trailer Park. Now, now go ahead and start. How do you remember this?
4: So, we were walking down that, around Matt's Trailer Park. I want to say we were walking from his house to his old buddy Dan's house. We were all just hanging out, or we went over there to see if he was home or whatever. But it was a clear night, but I paid no attention to that. I was more worried about getting my cigarette smoking and hanging out with my friends. <laughs> this is, we weren't we were the type of people to be like, oh, we gotta look, look for for UFOs, see what's in the sky. Bill was sort of like that. I think he still is today. Talking to him the other day, which is which is cool because I believe in all this stuff. But
2: yeah, Bill we, was always yeah, Bill those. was always the
4: conspiracy-minded
2: yeah, yeah. one of us. And he, and like I said, he introduced me to video surveillance and black helicopters and, and government conspiracy. He, he's my first recollection of that type of stuff.
4: Yeah, me too, because I remember watching a video, and then we went to re it at my house. My and dad your dad and us, and yes, he was yes. a black shirt, honestly, like, I, wasn't, uh, I was like, sit down, guys, let me tell you a story. <laughs> None of this stuff is true, and you guys are psycho-crazy. Stop doing jokes. Yeah, absolutely, I remember crazy. that too. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we were walking down the street. We were hanging out with Matt and Dan, me, you, Bill, and apparently I forgot Eric was with us, but, um, it's been a long time being with us. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and just, I think we were walking towards Matt's house, getting ready to call it a night, and we were all going to drive back this way. And I just remember Bill pointing some out in the sky and finally got our attention, and we were all looking. And to this day, man, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not like always into UFOs and government conspiracies and stuff like that, but it is interesting, but I'm not like a hundred percent dove into it. But with our experience that we had, it was messed up. Bill pointed something out in the sky. We finally all looked and this thing was a red light. Bill picked up on it. We started talking about black, black helicopters from the government, yada, yada. But this was more than just that, and With the thing in the sky and us noticing it and getting a little freaked out, like, what is that? Why is it moving? Why is it stopping? I remember getting in your car. After we were doing it, you start driving around the trailer park. Not like a long period of time, but you drove around, and that thing, you would stop. It would stop. It would go. It would go.
2: We chased it down the dirt. Remember, and that's when Matt was with us. And then we came back to the trailer park, and then lights followed us back. That's Correct. when we departed with Matt. That's how I remember it.
4: Okay. All right. And that could have been the case because I was already scared of shit.
2: <laughs>
4: now, <laughs> like, oh, you, oh, you, boy. You, you
2: do remember <laughs> the seven, you do remember the seven lights. Oh, yeah. Know.
4: Yeah, because we were going, like, down that one dirt road. It'd be, like, going towards your mom's house from Matt's Jailer Park. then yep, Martinsville the the Road. Us. Towards the... In
2: like the formation, sat where say my parents in the old pumpkin factory yes. is like
4: that's yes. kind of yes. where in relevance yes. yes okay so we would have been it would have been facing it would have been in the east it was right in front of us and we were going west absolutely good man you,
2: you know your directions I think that's great uh, so
4: that part uh,
2: from from Bill's recollection he he did not remember that part and and that's fine I mean there's a lot going on like you said you know we were all kind of scared intrigued and. And there's a lot going on. Now, let's... Okay, so I'm going to let you pick back up. So after the seven light formation down the road, we returned to the trailer park. You remember that?
4: Yeah, because either way, we had to get Matt home if he was with us. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we left after Matt got... After we dropped Matt off. um they, they didn't have cell phones then. They didn't have Facebook yeah. or the internet to be like, hey, we're driving home, dude. It's crazy. So... Um. Yeah, I just remember dropping him off. We were going, you're taking me home. And we didn't take the freeway, as far as I remember. I remember driving down Van Buren Road. I can't, I'm not going to say what I remember driving down Van Buren, other than huddling in the corner of your car. Scared, like I said, scared as shit. Yes, sir. Bill wasn't, Bill wasn't as scared as I was. He was, like, all into it, like, what, what's going on? But I remember, lo- excuse me, I remember looking out your window, refused to smoke a cigarette because I didn't want to go down the window because I didn't want to get abducted or <laughs> shot at or anything. I didn't know what the hell that was. Dude, didn't know
2: was what was going on, absolutely. It me
4: out. And uh, I just, every time I looked up, because you guys were like, there it is, so it is, it's following us. There it is. Look up, and you would see the lights. And it's not like they are the same distance they were when we were in Belleville. They were the same distance from our car to the, we were in Belleville to our car now to where we were at that point and just followed us down the road all the way to my house. Okay, now, now
2: again, there there's a part of this story that, and the only reference point I have at this point is Bill because I haven't talked to Matt yet and this is the first time I'm talking to you. But the there's another interesting point. So, okay, so the light followed us from Belleville to wayne which is probably 25 30 minutes probably 30 minutes because of not taking the freeway so now when we get back to wayne because we took van Bourne to wayne road that was the classic way to go home i stopped at the gas station at van Bourne and wayne road do you remember stopping at that gas station
4: yeah i remember
2: stopping yes okay bill and both times i've talked to bill about this um before we're doing this podcast episode, he he has no recollection of this. He has theories about why this happened, and I don't know if he got into that with you or not or in your guys' conversations. but I think it's it's very interesting. So he doesn't remember the gas station, but I'm going to explain the gas station situation, and I want to see if you remember it that way. Okay, so everybody's kind of frantic. Uh, you, what I do remember is, again, we were young. We were like 15, 16, maybe some of us were yep. 17. Paige, you actually yep. cried. Because it was fucking terrifying. like, and, and I'm not trying to make fun of you because of that. I'm just saying, like, you were definitely the most shook up out of all of us. And like you said, you weren't even looking up to smoke the fucking cigarette. <laughs> it's just something that I remember, and I had to throw it out there. But, okay, we got to the gas station. All right, so I can't remember what kind of gas station it was. doesn't even matter. But I pull up to the pump because we needed to get gas. And I started doing the thing and gassing up my car, and I'm standing there waiting for the car to fill up with gas, and that fucking light that followed us from Belleville to Wayne is just hovering again, like it did above Matt's trailer. It's just sitting, and I don't know if you remember any of this, but it's just sitting there, and there was like three other people getting gas at this gas station, like a dude right next to us and a couple people over. And I looked at the dude right next to us, and I screamed at him, and I said, you don't fucking see this light. Right here, hang. Nobody sees this light, and I'm talking to all these people at the gas station. Dave, nobody even acknowledged me. It's like they couldn't even see or hear me.
4: I don't. Do you recall yeah. any of that? Yeah, I recall you t- like talking to him, like freaking out, which made me even freak out even more. It <laughs> made the situation even worse. It <laughs> made I it. it about, I just I got chills, man.
2: Uh, yes, I just got chills talking about it and in and, and with talking to bill over the past couple months he has a very very interesting theory about that and he's got a story a a true story of two american soldiers uh over in uh what is it the uk that that kind of had an instance like this back in 1981 but you will we'll get into more of that i'll let bill talk about that um okay so you remember the gas station bill doesn't that is fucking crazy to me and so, okay, so now we leave the gas station and we we, we head to your house. You, you pick back up with your recollection.
4: Yeah, so we got to my house. I actually didn't want to get out of your car because I was so freaking scared. I knew what it was. Literally, something from not not from not this planet. I'm not gonna say what this planet is because I can't say it correctly. And whatever it is, <laughs> this is not factual. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um. Dad and I got out of my car in the house, and you know, my dad was always, you know, had everything under the rug. You know, government conspiracies ain't real. You guys are just showing you what you're talking about. I was so scared. My dad knew that something was wrong. That was the first time I seen him react to me like, "Okay, let's you see? What happened?"
2: Yeah, like he, said, he knew just scary. by looking at you that you you had been through some pretty stressful shit.
4: It was something crazy. So, um, I, I remember him calling the Belleville Police Department and asking if anybody else called or complained or seen anything about, uh, you know, something's in the sky, UFO, anybody calling to report anything like that. Dispatch told him no. And I can't say 100% sure, but I thought he called and talked to your mom. Oh, absolutely.
2: And he did. you you're remembering absolutely correctly. Yep.
4: Because your mom was like, yes, Ryan's here. I'm going outside now. Something's going on. So my dad said, Dave, get in the car. We're going to go to Ryan's house. Yep. And driving to your house, I'm freaking out. My dad told me to relax. And I just remember getting to your house. okay real quick let me stop you there
2: so you're freaking out now 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 you're freaking out your dad's bringing you back over to to my house so maybe we can talk or or figure something out what what is going through your head if you can recall that like like you've already seen all this shit you've already been in your house your dad you've seen the horrified look your dad had he knows something's up what's going through your head heading back to my house what are you thinking about
4: i was just freaked. like seriously i was just freaking out like like this can't be true. This isn't happening. This is like a joke. It's it's got to be. There's got to be an estimation for it. But freaking out at the same time because I knew it was so real and it wasn't just some, you know, drone. It's 1995.
2: Nobody knows <laughs> right. a drone. Yeah, you
4: let alone a, a drone, a cell phone. Shit. I mean, there's there's yeah. so
2: many things that weren't accessible to us in 1995, especially a drone and a cell phone, these things did not exist really to normal people.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we got to your house. I remember the Wayne police were there. There There's a cop that we all grew up calling the Terminator. Yeah. Um, You remember. Okay. Good. Good. (laughs) Yes. All right. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I brought it up. Shit went down, um, by your, by your house. Um, because I am so, was so scared, I can't remember if I was there for it or not. But I, I remember being talked to about a plane, not a plane, but whatever it was, flying super low over the school, lights going out around the school, cops seeing it all, and basically just shrugged his shoulders and went, uh, I don't know what to tell you guys, and he left.
2: Yeah, do you know what he actually said? Do you know what Terminator no. actually said to us? He's after he's seen one or two of these things do this thing, uh, fly over the school and whatnot, he asked us, and my mom was standing right out there, and she remembers this. He asked us, what do you want me to do, fly
4: up there and check it out? Yeah. yeah okay. it I, ass, remember somebody, I remember you or your mom or Bill telling me that back then, but, yeah. What do you think it was, man? Uh, you know, I, Bill asked me the same thing when we had talked, and uh, I'm like – it, it, it's so hard it was so scary thinking it was something from not you know from from out of this world it's it, it, you, you just don't know that like I know the government has technology they're always twenty, thirty years ahead of us and we just get stuff trickled out, but I mean it's hard to explain, like I mean for what we've seen and how big the stuff was, it's like we remember it's only five delinquents that had seen it that night. But I live <laughs> southwest I want to say southwest of Willow Run. And I'm super close to Willow Run. There's many of us where, where, where we live growing up. We're not, I'm not talking miles. just talking a mile or two. But the flight path for Willow Run is right over my house, not Metro. I lived at my mom's Detroit Metro Airport. The flight path is always over the house, taking off the landings. So I live now, Willow is. And you see weird planes. When I say weird planes, just not your normal 747s or whatever, smaller aircraft, yada, yada. Right. And every time I'm out in the summer, dude, I look and I don't see anything. So if they consistently did tests trust me, I, I would, see it. You look, would see it and see would be talked about all the time.
2: Absolutely. Like you like you look on the regular because this because we experience this, I mean you kinda generally live in the same area. So like you when you're out in the summertime, like even when I'm down here, we live by Army Base by Savannah, I'm always looking up trying to look for some Maybe replica of something that happened to us 20 plus years ago. I mean, I'm always looking up in the sky for stuff,
4: you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I see a shooting star, I'm like, there it is. There it is. It's and bad. It's just a shooting star. It's a slow going yeah. airplane with just its red and white lights blinking as it just flies over. But and there's a
2: level of disappointment that comes over you when you're like, oh, that's just a plane.
4: Yeah, exactly. Because you yeah. want to be proven right. We know what we've seen. And trust me, this was, like you said, 20 plus years ago. I can't remember what I did 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, well, to be able did, to remember this so vividly, we, we really all have different pieces that we remember really
2: good. Let's go back in the story real quick, okay, because we kind of sped over this part. Now, when we were in the trailer park and we were in the 1981 Ford Fairmont and, and we were moving and the light would move and then when we stopped, the light would stop. That whole scenario, okay, go back to that. Do you recall how close that whatever that was that was that was up in the up in the air? Do you recall how close that looked to us? It looked about twenty feet away from us. Oh no! At one point, it got like it was right there, like real, real close. Right? I mean, like you could almost that's, touch it. Like Bill wanted to touch it.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, because we were yeah yeah. I remember that. Cause I was like, no, no, don't do that. Right because now, do
2: you remember when the other light? turned on and shined on our car
4: like yep
2: like you you do remember that because we, yeah, we I rushed over that. that in the first time around
4: okay all the, yeah all of that that happened there in the trailer park before we left to drop me off and head home for the night before everything else went down that's when i got super scared
2: that's when it was that's, that's when, when I, we all got that's super when i
4: freaked scared. out yeah back to your question on what was my what was my I final analysis be on the situation Yeah. The UFOs, was it the government? I lean more towards UFOs, towards aliens, towards something yeah. not in this universe. Um, could it have been the government? Well, yeah, of course it could have been, but like you said, we're five dudes. We only, we even, we, well, we smoked cigarettes. I think we brought this back up in the market <laughs> like 110% because I thought we'd get us the music and smoke cigarettes. Moon mess 12, and, thousand, cigarettes there, and, music. Yeah. and cigarettes and Yeah. So, um yeah, for any type of government people who are like, let's play a joke, you know how much money they wasted doing that? That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make
2: any sense to me, man. Yeah. Like that aspect yeah.
4: makes no sense to me. Um, and aliens not,
2: make no sense to a lot of people either. So it's like, you know, how do I well, how do I credit the, that?
4: You know. Yeah, that's the tough that's the tough part. I mean, somebody who doesn't believe in aliens or some you know, something not from this planet, it's like You got to experience something. I mean, even if it's just, I don't know, something minute compared to what we experience, it would make somebody, you know, question it and maybe believe it, but the universe is too big. There's, we're not the only living creatures on one planet out of 10 billion solar systems and. It's just impossible if all that exists. So it's like- I
2: think we caught a hell of a show that night, man. I think boy, yeah. what, whatever we thought about it 20-plus uh, years ago in 1995, whatever, 96, whatever it was, I think we were a part of something that not a lot of people become a part of and can say that they experience. That's why nobody believes you. When you tell them these things,
3: they're like, nah.
2: You know, like, like religious people, when they, when they try to think outside of their religion, it becomes magic. Like how was the universe created? Well, this guy just been bing, 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 you know, with his finger and created the stars. No, no, no. That's not how that happened. You know, it's, just, yeah, it becomes yeah. magic to them. Um, yeah. but it, it, not a lot of people know about this, but I'm I'm really glad that, that we're doing uh, an, an episode on this podcast. And would you be down for a follow-up episode later in the future? Just to kind of touch oh, on yeah, it yeah,
4: Absolutely, dude. You know, I would, I, uh, Like I said, I, I, I don't not like talking about it, whether it's with you or Matt or, you know, catching back up with Bill and shooting the shit and talking to him about this or, uh, just telling people in general that never heard the story. Uh, I remember. It's an uh, interesting story. I just remember coming back, um, coming back to like the now. This was a couple of years ago where, uh, Super Bob stayed at my house when they were in town and. They wanted to know because you had already told them some of the story. They wanted to collaborate, I think, to see <laughs> how close their stories were. You know, right? Mainly right. Drew and Matt um, that were asking. But yeah, there like, well, you guys seen something. You know, I mean, they listened to my story of what we you seen. told them your side of the story. You told them your side, yeah, of that? yeah, from what I remembered, other than you know, you know, telling them you know. Uh, the moral of the story is I was a little bitch and scared to sell, but we seen something.
2: <laughs> nah, dude, and that's the <clears> thing, man. I just want to stick up for you there. Oh,
5: Nobody no. <laughs> was a bitch.
4: However, anybody felt that No, no I know. Totally justifiable. <laughs> no, I know, oh. but for me to be as scared as I was, it's, like, it's not like we just seen a airplane going in a different direction. And, oh, my God, it's something in the sky. I'm exactly. So I mean, you know, this we went on over like two three scared. hours. Right. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying I don't. I'm not scared of you or anything, but, I mean, that was worse than the knee shaking at the color of dudes, and that was a ten <laughs> from that, man. That, that was just a damn police, too. This was something outside of the world, man. Like I said, I just recently talked to Bill. Um, and, and how long? And not, how long did I talk to Bill?
2: No, like uh, how long had it been since you talked to Bill oh, since shit, before the other day?
4: Man. Before the other day, I hadn't talked to Bill has you know, besides him having Facebook for a little bit, uh, 20 years, man. I mean, he's a little,
2: wow. That's crazy. You know? Yeah.
4: Maybe 15, if I forget, there was five years where we weren't really hanging out tons anymore with him, but that we still chatted with him or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time, man. At least, at least 15 years, if not 20. And just to talk to him, and- see how things are going, and then talk about this like it just happened yesterday with him. And with you, we've talked about this numerous times. Prior, to absolutely. This, just, just talking memories on it, but yeah, it's, it's been that long for something that's easy to talk about that don't forget. I mean,
2: yeah, for 20, twenty years, man. For you, to, you yeah. know to be able to talk and, and kind of have that one experience to to rehash on, man, that's always a good thing. I mean, we were all boys way back then, and this honestly, to me, feels like a fucking movie, like. Bill calls me three months ago. I ain't talked to the dude in like 12 plus years and shit. And then he wants to talk about this alien thing. And I'm going to be honest on this podcast. Like when me and Bill first talked, uh, we talked for like an hour about this. And when we got off the phone, my, I was kind of dizzy and, and I, I looked over at Brandy and I was like, wow, you know, I don't know if I want to do that again. Like, like go through all that. And, and, uh, she was like, she looked at me and she said, podcast. And I was like, Oh shit. So that's kind of when yep. I started calling all you guys and putting all this together. But uh, I really appreciate you, man, with the with the new busy daddy lifestyle, man, and taking the time to to rehash this story with me. And you know, I know we all have different recollections of the night, but I think we all pretty much, from what I'm gathering so far. I'm yet
4: to talk to Matt, but we all kind of remember a lot of the same things, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's small gaps that we're not all going to remember, but yeah, for the quarter, of it, I mean, we're all on the same page, the seems. I wasn't like the jump. gas
2: station's crazy to me that bill does not remember that like and when you listen to this podcast when it's all put together bill has an explanation for that whether he shared it with you the other night or not uh you'll hear it in the podcast and it's pretty interesting man this dude has read over like 700 books and he's yeah. got some theories man so we went through something in Arizona I don't know if you remember that but I mean oh dude yeah you know what on the follow-up we're Oh, my God. Yeah. When we, oh, my God. Well, we'll talk about it. It's
4: a completely different story, but it's something we both experienced with somebody else that just when that happened, it brought me back to that, day, to, the, to what we're talking about now when that happened. I would yeah,
2: fucking yeah. love to hear your recollection of that because I've told people that and they kind of look at me crazier than when I tell them this story that we're talking about now. So, I, yes, on a follow-up, we're going to talk about that Arizona experience because, yeah, I, I forgot about that, man. <laughs>
4: Holy that shit. was crazy, too, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the creepiest whistle sound ever. Yeah, goes along with the creepy feeling of the story. Well, that was Dave BFFs forever. His version is so funny to me. He, you really get a sense of how scared he was. I would be scared. I would be so scared. I would not want.
0: Well, I would imagine the terrifying thing for Dave, and not so much now. He, he's got two kids, man. So he's he's got that dad strength. But like he, pretty much him and Bill pretty much live really close to where all of this went down 20-plus years ago.
1: Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, like
0: like Dave said in his phone call, like, he'll be out on a summer night, and he's always looking up in the sky because he's pretty much just, like, 90 degrees from where it actually happened in Belleville. You know, he's not too far away at all, so I wonder if that still gets at him.
1: So (laughs) let me clarify this with you. The whole time you guys were driving, not on the expressway, but back roads from Belleville to Wayne, was it—it stayed with you the whole time— was it that close to you, like the ten to twelve feet hovering feeling, or at that point? Uh,
0: n- no, it didn't feel as close as it was when it was over the trailer or, or the over houses. the over the car or over the houses. It didn't feel that close. It almost felt like at points because the back roads there were a lot of like uh, wooded areas. It almost looked at points like, and it kind of reminded me, you know, in a. Uh, what is it, Return of the Jedi, when they're flying through the woods on those things? Like, at certain points, the light looked like it was going through, like, the woods, like, going around things, and, like, and it was crazy, and every turn we, we made, it would be on the right side. If we, if we made a left, then the light would be on the left side, but the whole way from Belleville to Wayne, it was either on the right side or the left side of the car. I was driving the car, and Bill was in shotgun, and we were the most vocal about it.
1: Weird. Yeah, it okay. was weird. Well, next up is Bill, and his his version is by far the most in depth. Where we're really gonna get some. Um... Well, let's
0: touch on that real quick too, because Bill, uh, I just want to. This is this is pretty amazing. Bill's read over seven hundred books. Um, a lot of it having to do with stuff like this, government conspiracy. Uh, you know, he's just. He questions a lot of things, and he reads a lot of books, and he is very descriptive in this phone call. He's probably the most descriptive of the phone calls, and uh, I appreciate that, and he's got other spinoff stories. Um, that And we even dropped some information where you can check this stuff out if you want to look it up further. Um, some stuff that's uh, similar to what we experienced 20-plus years ago. So Bill really came prepared with this, and he's been thinking about it, I, I believe, a lot more than than most of us. And, uh, you know, that I appreciate because he kind of chalked my memory on a few things.
1: Yeah, he brought it. Well, let's take a listen.
0: Let's check it out. This is my buddy, Billy Z. All right, check it out.
2: Yeah, man, I just, I just merged the phone calls, so we are uh, oh. we're good to go, man. Good to go. And we just had a pretty gnarly thunderstorm roll through here. Uh so hopefully that's passed and we don't get any kind of uh any kind of interference, man. We got some nasty weather going on here today. So you guys yeah, have some nasty weather, don't you?
5: Uh, yeah, let say it's Sunday, uh Wednesday it was seventy one and it's like spring finally started and now today it's like twenty something and freezing rain's been doing freezing rain all day. That's the Michigan I remember. That's why
2: I'm here, yeah. and I'll deal. Yeah. I'll deal with this thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 80 here. Yeah.
5: we've not had we've not had spring yet. We're we're overdue. Yeah, you guys are but,
2: overdue, man. We'll we'll check this out. Okay, so this is the Kennedy Coach Show podcast, and we are talking about an experience that myself and four of my friends uh, had over 20 years ago, uh, and, and we talked a couple of us about recollection of what year it was and we've come up with what we say bill 94
5: 95 something like this 95 96 95 96 yeah that's one of the one of those years okay right now well
2: still it's it's 20 plus years ago mid 90s i had just got my driver's license and a little bit of a background on bill uh, we were friends. Bill lived the street behind me in the in the neighborhood I grew up in and we were friends way back in the day. We were in bands. We and it was more than that. We hung out probably when people shouldn't be hanging out, we just always hung out. And uh I'm I'm just gonna say this, man, because I think it it says a lot. My man Bill had a full beard in sixth grade, so just <laughs> so you guys are aware of that. <laughs> so, I, I, I know I probably I probably wore that out, but <laughs> No, it's good.
5: So there's the
2: background. So, and and Bill, you played guitar, man, and and you, uh, and just from me to you, man, you were one of the best guitar players uh, I ever witnessed, especially at such a young age, man. I I called you the guitar wizard. I don't know if I ever told you that, but
5: 20 years later. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't play anymore. Unfortunately, life kind of happened and that stuff faded away, but... On the other side of Bill, um, you know, guitar
2: player, friends that hung out, we were in a band, Bill was... Pretty much the first person uh, in my life that that kind of taught me about, you know, uh, I'm just gonna say it. It's a word that's frowned upon by some government conspiracies, uh, black helicopters, video surveillance, and all of this happening in the early '90s. So I, I just say Bill was up on this stuff uh, to where we're at modern day, you know, with all of those stuff being pretty relevant in everybody's life. So Bill, you yeah. taught me about how to question things. So thank you.
5: <laughs> all right. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember having some old VHS tapes from uh I forgot where they actually came from to be honest with you, only so what uh, I kind of circulated around our little group and yeah, that was that was kinda of my thing was, you know well, could could this stuff be true? You know, check this out. Right. Is this really going on type deal and you know, looking back now you yeah, got twenty plus years later I guess that was uh you know, pre pre Alex Jones pre info war, those. <laughs> yes he- you were. That's a great way to say that, man. Or <laughs> Before I even knew who he was and listened to us, so, yeah, that, that stuff was out there, and I've always been intrigued by it.
2: Well, in my phone call with Dave, now for all the listeners, Dave is another friend uh, that experienced this with us 20-plus years ago. Those tapes, those VHS tapes came up, and you'll have to hear the story in the actual podcast when it's all put together, man, but we joked about those videotapes and what Dave's dad, Dave's dad pretty much lectured us when he found us watching those tapes that you had let us watch. <laughs> so we, Dave, and I kind of talked about that. It was a little funny part of our audio. Um, but okay, so twenty plus years ago, man, 96 ish. Okay, we kind of have all of us kind of have the same reference points as as where it kind of started. Do you want to start up the night, Bill, and and kind of kind of uh, remember what went down this the night twenty plus years ago?
5: Yeah, let's um, let's start with. Let's be open and honest, but everyone's going to eventually download and listen to this thing. This is actually uh, round number two of this. Our, our original recording from two nights ago got lost. So that ties right into the conspiracy thing. Maybe somebody already heard it and didn't want to do
2: it. And the funny, the Bill, the funny thing about that, bro, is 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 right after I was done, uh, me and you had that, that first initial conversation. Like two hours later is when I talked to Dave, and, and, and the same thing did not happen. I actually have that audio. That's great, it did not disappear. I'm not quite sure what happens with with the first round of us talking, man, so I'm glad you brought that up. That is pretty okay. weird. I don't I'm know. Still what, waiting to hear back.
5: Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what kinda of soft we and all that other jazz that's going on technology wise. I just think it's it's kinda odd. But uh, I just wanna bring that up time into bowl. So it's going to be conspiracy-minded, like, you know, maybe, maybe somebody already heard it. Uh, just, See, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure somebody's
2: listening to it right now as we do it again. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so hey, if, you you are are if you are, are listening, fuck off. Uh, <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. we going to disconnect our call. No, um, but, that's yeah, what we're talking about here, like 20, 22 years ago now, we're in high school. We're all teenagers, like you said, just hanging out, doing a teenager thing, and, uh, I mean where do you want to start just uh where, where I would, Okay I, I would just start Belville? by saying that.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. So I had just got my license so I was the main driver uh back in these days and we always would go out to Belleville, Michigan from Wayne, Michigan. It's about 25 minutes uh, away from each other. Um okay. in southeastern Michigan. So I would always drive out to, because Matt, my cousin Matt lives in Belleville, and he was our drummer. So and if, if we wanted to practice or we just like to hang out, uh, we would have to go get Matt. So we w- we were going out to Belleville, and yeah, let's pick up from the trailer park where my cousin Matt lives. Let's, let's pick up there, like dusk.
5: All right, so what I remember about, initially about the night, getting to the trailer park, and it's still, it's um, midday evening, not, not dark yet, still some daylight out. But getting get a little dark and uh noticing a lot I don't know how many hundreds, maybe thousands of flashing red lights uh, straight up in the sky. Like like looking up north north star region, let's say, like all the way to the north pole. A whole bunch of red lights and kinda of just in passing saying something to you guys that were walking to the trailer parks and like, you know, this this is odd, this isn't right. And you guys can't <laughs> go on the
4: path.
2: I have to interject here, Bill. Yes, we were blowing you off and going back to, you know, like Bill taught me. It's question things and conspiracies, and he taught the group of us. I mean, he, Bill opened our eyes to these things. But on the same token, after a while, you know, you you just like shut the fuck up, Bill. It is not yeah. happening right now. There is nothing. You know, that's where we were at at this point. So I'm sorry right. to interrupt. <laughs> no,
5: that's that's part of the story, sir. That's it. So I know. I remember we, uh, you know we all went to the masteries and. And then we took a little walk to the other side of the park to hang out in another trailer with some other guy that met me for a while. I think we're there forty five minutes, maybe an hour tops. And um by the time we had come out of that trailer, now, now it now it's pretty well dark. And I looked about the sky again, as I normally do for whatever reason, and noticed that all the red lights that I had noticed straight up in the sky were now kinda of down horizon level. And, and pretty much, you know, from what I could see, scanning the sky I mean, across the wide, wide swath of the sky, not just all, you know, clustered in one area, and all these red blinking lights, some moving, some not. And I thought that was odd, that, you know, they were up way up in the sky an hour previously, now, now they're all down. And we're not far from major airport, I guess Detroit Metro being a pretty large airport. But growing up being close to the airport, especially where we're at in Wayne, was only five miles from Detroit Metro. You kind of get used to knowing the lights, knowing planes are coming and going. Of
2: airport aircraft. Yeah, you, you, you airport, know those lights, and you can distinguish, hey, that's that's clearly a fucking plane.
5: Yeah, and, and yeah. these things, it was, it was odd because it was just a, a singular red blinking light on what we, you know, well, without seeing any craft at this point, just seeing one one blinking and, and several of them spread out, no other lights and
2: um well this, this is the point this this is the point where eric uh matt dave and myself really started to take heed if that's the appropriate way to use that word take heed of what you were saying and and when you were saying some of the red lights were were moving about and some of the red lights were not moving at all that's when i remember actually starting to to you know to to put credit in what you were talking about i looked up and i'm like yeah some of those are not moving so that's when i really started paying attention
5: and then and then i remember I think it was one of Matt's older brothers, if I remember correctly. Um, yep. But at that time, he came out, because we, at that point, we were, you know, starting to be like, hey, you know, what the hell's going on? He came out, and I believe, if I remember correctly again, that he said he had prior experience. He was old enough, so we're all like 16, 17. I think he was in his earlier mid 20s at the time. Yeah, that
2: was Cousin Mike, man. He was the oldest. Yeah, yeah. He, he was probably 20,
5: 24, 25. Yep. Okay. And I remember him saying, um, that he had worked at the airport and it's just planes, blah blah. blah. He was only out there for a couple minutes. Thought we were all crazy. Blew it off. He went. He went back in the trailer or took off or whatever he did. And I'm like, no. That's that. That was me trying to convince all you guys. Like these aren't all planes. Like they're just sitting there. Like, you know, sometimes right. you'll see three to four planes coming in and the airport makes make a landing, and some of them got to kind of slow down or whatever. But planes don't just hover in one spot. And you, like I said, you know, the, you know the lights on a plane It's just red flashing lights. So. Yeah, we grew up
2: watching planes fly in multiple directions. So, yeah, I'd say we were pretty versed in what an actual, you know, airplane coming into an airport looked like.
5: (laughs) Right. From here, I remember next is uh, somehow our attention got grabbed by, at the front of the trailer park, at the entrance when we pull in, there's a small little, like, cornfield or whatever off off to one side that we had no, I don't remember who, but we had noticed like this dingy light bulb color like it's a yellowish white kind of dingy color, kind of hovering
2: almost it's like one of
5: them it. old school yellow dingy
2: like uh light bulb glows, like the old school yeah. light bulbs,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah, what the hell, what the hell is that, and um whatever made us at this point you know get in a car and we drove towards it, so it was about four or five of us in the car, and you Ford here right, we drove towards. The entrance going towards the cornfield and this light went up in the air and traveled out in front of us. And next thing is, you know, we're driving down the street, down the dirt roads, and this thing is flying away from us. But there is no, no discernible shape, no craft, just that you can see, no sound, no exhaust, just, just this weird glow that we chased down the street. And I think, um, I think you have a little bit more to add. To
2: this yeah, now heard. what I wanted to add there was, the, like, so so just to get more vivid with it, so as we're, it's, it's almost like us, the four or five teenagers in the 1981 Ford Fairmont were in the car, and it's almost like we were pushing the light away from us, because it, like, when we would stop, you know, like, it would stop, but we pushed it down, what would that be, Martinsville Road, and this is where you get a little bit, you, you know, last time we talked, you got a little bit foggy, but... The seven light formation, um, it's, it's almost like that light met back up and there was those seven lights above where my parents live now in the old pumpkin factory, which would have been Elwell, Elwell Road and Martinsville Road. Right above there were seven lights, and, and that is what we've seen, and that prompted us to go back to the trailer park because we had to drop Matt back off the trailer park anyways because we lived there. So at this oh. point, and and you don't remember? Do you remember the seven formation? I, I can't there's remember. if you remember seven, that?
5: No, seven ways. Like, I do not. That's why I like uh, actually having having talks and and getting everybody's input. It's um, it seems like all of us have pretty much almost photographic recall of, of the night of the event as as we all saw them individually, and then you get together and you kind of fill in the gaps of what other people might be right. Doing.
2: Because so, Dave remembered the seven light formation, and I'm, I've yet to talk to Matt, and I'm, I'd be curious to find out if he remembers that or not. Because, it, you know, if not, then then you both don't remember it, and then me and Dave remember it. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be some, some gaps uh, in that memory. I don't
5: remember, but I remember driving down, you know, making a few turns, running a dirt road, whatnot, you know, was out that way. And then for whatever reason, we decided to stop, turn around, come back. And as yep. we came back, this light followed us. As we turned back into the trailer park, it just went back right over the same spot of the cornfield, and, and that was at that, 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 that was over. So that was odd enough. And the reason we soon forgot about that little event was as we pulled back into the trailer park and were in the car parked right in front of Matt's trailer, what caught our attention next was this giant white light that looked to be it's now level with the top of what would be the trailer, maybe just a few feet above the trailer no more than so pretty much pretty feet. much
2: like 12 to 16 feet up in the air man it looked like you could jump if you had jumping skills if you were a basketball right. star you could have jumped up and touched that thing man
5: right which is which is what i want to do at, at one point so it's like a big, <laughs> you did <laughs> big big white diamond and we're all standing out now, now we're all kind of mesmerized like what the hell is this you know we're all in the car it's right over mass trailer like he's got to get in the house like we don't know what the hell this is so it goes from red lights in the sky to following some shapeless light down the street that follows back. And that was a big white diamond staring at us. And we stared at that for what I would think would be, you know, a minute, minute and a half. But it's one of those things where it feels like it's almost forever. Feels and, like, um, yeah,
2: exactly. Feels like forever. Yep. It's like, it's like
5: what, what the hell is this? And I remember at that point, like, you know, okay, X-Files is real. You know, I'm getting out. I'm, you know, about to go see if alien inductions are real. And you guys, you guys not wanting me to get out of the car. And Mostly depressing. Yes.
2: No, we did not want you to get out of the car and uh, me and Dave touched on that. Dave was very adamant about you not getting out. we all didn't want you to get out, but Dave was like, Do not get out of the car because he, he was the most terrified. You know, even at yeah, this okay. point Dave was like, Yo, I don't want nothing to do with this
5: Yeah, so I was gonna say, I'm i wanna get out, like this is cool. This is everything I've been reading and researching about for a few years. <laughs> I've been longing for. Yeah. Dave Dave's scared and got his head down doesn't want to look. I'm like, all right, cool, this is what cool. <laughs> happened. But we stare at the one the one light for like maybe a maybe minute and a half, and then suddenly another one turns on right next to it, so now it looks like a a big pair of you know eyeballs or glasses big pair of eyeballs that's exactly what it looks like. Pair of, and it was, and it was big bright white perfect diamond shape, and I'm like okay, and uh we stare at that for what was maybe you know, twenty to thirty seconds at most. And, and our- that
2: light yeah. shot right down on us, on the car. Like it literally illuminated the area we were in. That's how close it looked to us. So when the first, you know, the first light that we that we noticed, you know, but then when, when the second light came on, it, it pretty much like illuminated the area. Not like super bright light, but it definitely shined on us. Well, that's it, that's it, my it, taking it, from it. And it turned on. I you was know,
5: It was like, you know, a little, a quick flash, like you know, yeah, someone's shining a light in your face. And all of a sudden, you know, we weren't expecting yes. that We're busy staring at one light, and other one turns on. And then when I remember, I'm, I'm in the passenger car, passenger car, passenger seat of the car, <laughs> and on that side looking, you know, looking directly at it. So, it's, you know, it's right on my side of the vehicle. yeah, said, what if I could I could have got out? I would have been in the front yard. It's right about the front yard. I could have jumped up and touched the thing almost. So we stare at that for 30 seconds. And then suddenly what I noticed was this thing turned and, and tilted, you know, maybe 45 degrees or whatever. And at that point, then I instantly saw the shape and it was a perfect black triangle, which yep. is now kind of famous all these years later as the, what they call the TR3B or whatever, the black triangle deal. So this was 95, 96, the latest. And I remember, I think it was 90, anywhere from 91 to 93. There was a wave of these things, first things they were really seen publicly and 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 talked about recorder was early 90s and there was a big wave of these things in belgium so i, I knew about at this point already as a teenager i think these black triangle ufo crap so now let me ask you this seeing- bill at yeah, yeah at this point
2: did you did your brain because you had already known about these aircraft that were pretty popular in belgium 91 and 93 did you kind of discredit? it being a, you know, something from out of this universe type situation at that point when you seen kind of the shape of the thing?
5: Did, you, did no, your brain was,
2: go to that's that aircraft?
5: Yeah, I instantly knew, like, oh, this is that thing I saw on TV about, you know, this, this kind of crap. Because all the way up to this point, all we'd seen all night is just lights. We had not seen right. anything. The way could say it's this, it's bad. It's not this. There was, we we had not seen the shape of anything, just spread lights and then the dingy yellow light and the diamond lights, and now this thing turned. It turned slightly. I saw the shape. As soon as it turned, like those those white lights had disappeared, and then right right in the dead center on the bottom of this thing, then the red light started flashing, which is all the other red lights that we see in the sky. It drifted right. up slow on an angle about, I'd say, you no know, more than 10, 12 feet above the trailer, very slowly and completely silently. And the whole time we're sitting there with the car turned off, no other sounds around us. The thing is completely silent, just hovering right above the trailer the whole time we're staring at it. It rises up in the air, like I said, 10, 12 feet, completely silent. The red light is flashing, and then the thing is just gone. And I don't remember, I didn't see it accelerate at any great rate of speed or do anything. It was just, it went up very slowly, and then just was gone. And, and when um, you say very slowly, man, it was, it was almost
2: I, like, it was almost brought, like molasses yeah. was rising. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was maybe, trip, maybe it, it just felt off. like that, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like a car coasting, like it just coasted 10 or 12 feet, stopped, and then was just gone. And at that point, um, and the main thing to repeat there is completely silent. No. Completely silent. No sound, no nothing, man. Nothing. No, no thoughts, no, no propulsion, no nothing. No sonic boom either. Um, all all the others that stuff we need all that, but um, that that was pretty much that there. And the net, I think, at that point, once that was gone, I'm pretty sure Matt exited the vehicle, went to the trail at that point. What I want to talk about right
2: here, Bill, I just want to kind of jump from our initial experience because um, you yeah. talked about uh, uh, a diamond shape, uh, a triangle shape. You talked about these things that we've seen, uh, you know, having no sound at all. So I was looking up something called the Phoenix Lights. This happened oh, yeah. in 1997, so if you know, it would have been one or two years later. You you knew yeah. about this. Obviously, you've read about this too. Now they say oh. in the Phoenix Lights, same thing, no sound, uh, triangle <laughs> shape, and there was there was the seven light oh. formation
5: too, bro. Seven. And it of them. was, and this thing, well, this was one craft that was two miles across. It was one big giant triangle, that was two miles across, and that's what the that is what the Phoenix Lights was. And we can get into as an alien, as a secret government, and all this other stuff. And sure, I'll, you know, government's 34 years ahead of what we got. and They got all kinds of secret stuff, or whatever. But Absolutely. I'll say, I'll say, 100%. I don't believe we have anything <laughs> on on that level. I, I just don't see that. That's somebody that has some high-level shit. They can cruise around. And that thing. The thing about that, it was moving so slowly. We're seen yes. thousands of people over multiple cities because it just appeared out of nowhere, basically, right in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona. So that that
2: seven light formation that that Dave we're, and myself and, and, and that you don't remember—I mean, that could have been the big, you know, the big craft, man. That could have been the big craft that we kind of seen off in a distance. I, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. That's crazy. But when I started looking at the Phoenix lights, man, I had some some strong like. Recollections of our occurrence when I was reading about it, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Like, and that happened in 1997. You know, not too far right away.
5: Right after our little thing, yeah. And so um, that's one of my more famous stories. We can get into it cause the whole thing with the governor, um, with that. Story, right, right. We can, we can talk about. It. But yeah, it's a fascinating correlation, just because of the, um, the shape. Triangle. The that's but a that's great like, word. Fascinating.
2: Yes, very um, fascinating, um, bro. That
5: was <laughs> my main. Once we get finished with our story, I'm. I'm the one thing about Phoenix Lights versus our story is that was seen by thousands of people in multiple cities yep. over actually two states yep. over a several hour period, including like I said, government officials, the governor, the state himself saw it and made a joke about it. But I'm just curious what happened with us. If anyone else saw anything that we saw, because our our, our so it, was, it was like a three, four-hour period. So this whole thing happened. Yeah, about yeah, three, four hours. It all um, happened in, on that this, night. It happened, like I said, over, over a couple of cities. So we started in Belleville and we get back to Wayne. And stuff was still happening. Well, see, that, yeah, that's what, you You just segued
2: really great into the next part of the story because, like, how many people actually seen what we saw. I mean, obviously, uh, not the people, like, when, when we stopped at the gas station that night after we dropped Matt off. We'll get to that. But Matt... Like, people could not. Like, you have a theory about that as well, Bill, and we'll get to that when we talk about that part of the story. But you have a theory for like maybe no one else saw what we saw because we were, you know, you know, the part of the story I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah.
5: yeah. So let's get to that. All right. Let's talk.
2: Let's 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 pick back up on that in a second and let's talk about. Okay. So Matt goes inside. So now at this point, it's it's you myself, Dave, and Eric, and, and we have to get back to Wayne, Michigan, which, again, is about 25 minutes away. And I didn't drive on three ways back then, so we took a right. completely ass-backwards way all the way home, so maybe even a half-hour ride home, all the back roads. Yeah, a lot so, of yeah, pick of, it up from there, lots, Bill, with your recollection.
5: Stop signs and one lights and turns, lots of yeah, lots of back roads. So, so yeah, Matt leaves the uh, vehicle, goes in trailer. we take off, we're going to get back to Wayne, all four of us were than Wayne, as he said. So we start our we start our trip home, and we exit out of the trailer park. And what I remember, and I'm, I'm riding shotgun, I'm in the passenger seat, and see, as we're driving down one stretch of the road, there's one of these lights just right next to us. I don't know how close or how high up in the sky, but following right alongside of us. And we stop, we turn, we make a left-hand turn, and we're driving and all of a sudden. That light that was following us on the right side stops. There's one on the left side of the car, and It would have been on
2: my side of the car. Now on the driver's side. Stuff. Yep, yep.
5: And then we stop. We make a right-hand turn. On that light stops. It stays where it's at. Now there's another one we're on the right side of the car. And so we do the zigzag game all the way home, where there's just constantly a light on either side of the vehicle. You know, whichever direction we're going, there's just one just keeping up with us the whole way. I think at one point, one thing I remembered after we talked the other night um, that I might not have said the first time. I think at one point it was kind of like, okay, whatever, fuck this. You know, the window down. I think I'm gonna flip them off at one point. Like whoever, you know, and you know, just some stupid teenager stuff. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I recall that. Yep. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, what, at this point, it's like what's going on here? You know, we're being followed by aliens or right? Or so, right. You got a couple of us like Dave that is scared. You
2: got you got scared. you in in shotgun who's like who's like you know whoa you know like we're ready to investigate this. Me, I'm just kind of in awe and I don't even. You know, it's funny, too, Bill, because Dave didn't even remember Eric being there. And a lot of my memories, I don't know why it is. Like, I know he was there, but, like, I couldn't tell you, like, how he was acting at all throughout the whole night. Like, I maybe I just have better recollections of you guys. I'm not really sure what that is. But, yeah, we're all feeling different ways at this point.
5: He was yeah. He was pretty quiet. He he wasn't like I said. I was I was more excited and talking about it and, and kind of kind of pumped up adrenaline rush. Dave was more freaking out. You just wanted to get home. I was there. driving. Just,
2: yeah, I was just driving. You're,
5: so you're yeah. just driving like you're you're you know brand new drivers. If you just got your license and you want to get home without either crashing or getting abducted. Like I guess as you may Yeah, yeah. It was just a little bit more chilled in the back, just kind of kind of a casual observer i guess you could say
2: perfect but that sounds there. good man that...
5: so we're driving driving back like you said a good 20, 20 to 30 minutes and then all, all i remember is the drive home from from devil to Wayne. you remember uh, a picture yes gas, but i don't remember for whatever reason you you and they remember it i don't know if air goes I, I don't either. Time. I'd
2: be curious to find out. Um, I may even have to reach out to this dude just to see if he remembers that. But I'll interject right here. So, like I said, uh, we're heading back uh, from Belleville, Michigan, where my cousin Matt lives. We're going to talk to him on this podcast. About 30-minute ride from Belleville to Wayne, taking the back roads. And, again, like Bill said, lights followed us the whole way home, whether it's on the right-hand side, the left-hand side, whatever way we turn, there is always a light on side of us. So, okay, so taking the back roads. Van Bourne and Wayne Road is where I'm going to pick up on this story because I stopped at a gas station. I had to get gas, and this was the gas station that I always stopped at um, on my way home from Belleville. So I pull in this gas station, all of us. At this point, it's me, Bill, Dave, and Eric, and I pull oh. up to the pump. And when we're, I, I get out of the car. I go in. I pay for the gas because, you know, we didn't have credit cards and stuff like that back then. You still had to go in and pay. Um, so I pay for the gas. I come out in that light that was following us from Belleville wayne the whole way home was hovering uh above the gas station and so i'm kind of freaking out you guys are in the car and i'm putting uh, I'm, I'm putting gas in the car and there's like three maybe four other people at the gas station getting gas but one guy right next to us i started yelling at him not frantically but just like excited you know i said hey you don't see that light up there you do not see that and not only Did he? I guess not see the light. He didn't even respond to me. Like it's like he didn't even see or hear me. He didn't look at me, and I found that to be the weirdest thing. And I just I got louder at that point, and nothing. It's like it's like I was invisible to him. So we packed it up at the gas station and whipped out of that thing. And that was the weirdest part of the night for me. Um, And I'm gonna let you pick up. uh, But you have a theory about that though. Yeah, I think I think we should talk about that right now.
5: Yeah, absolutely. All all these years later is after talking to you about hearing that it's sad thing to me A that I don't remember that and B that this guy wouldn't even acknowledge he said that we're 16, 17 you're a teenager you to like people an adult will just turn around and look at you just to blow you off like what well, is this crazy kid talking about so not even turn around and acknowledge you like you he didn't right. hear you like well, he said he's right next to you and that's my pump.
2: that shit gives me you know, chills that's just that's thinking about it right now Bill I just got chills <laughs> right now not on my
5: balls just yeah. on my arms and shit <laughs> I, I wish I could wish remember. I'm, I'm curious why I don't remember, but the, there's got to be an, a, a logical, reasonable explanation for that, and that's ties into, on a point bring up another UFO story. That's kind of yes. Yeah, so, Ren, Rendlesham Forest incident, back in 8081, two American soldiers that were stationed on the base in England got called out, and this is a real long story, but just for the, the real... Snippet of it that's going to our story makes sense. They go out in the woods. These two guys, they see a small little UFO hovering right above the, the forest floor, basically, and they go together and they're side by side. One guy decides to walk up and, and touch this thing, and then there's a whole series of events that happens with this guy. But for whatever reason, these two guys are there together, side by side. As the one guy walks away to leave to go investigate this thing. 30 years, you know, 20, 30 years later, they interviewed these guys. And they, you know, they've been on a lot of talk shows, and like I said, it's a pretty famous UFO story. The other guy does not remember the other guy walking away from him. And you get your your scientists and your UFO people together talking about it, and saying, say, you know, because of these craft, whatever they are, if they're ours or not, the, the, ty- the type of energy they give off, or a magnetic field, or whatever, gravitational, whatever it is, it's almost like. You can have like separate little time bubbles uh, floating around. However, you want to say it, it's like some crazy quantum mechanics type stuff. So that the one guy wouldn't even remember the other guy leaving them when they're basically shoulder to shoulder, has no recollection of this guy walking away from him when they're there together witnessing this thing. It's almost that's the best explanation I come up for what you're talking about the gas station. That that these things are that fucking, yeah that fucking, we're we're locked onto these things in some way. They know who we are. We're, you know, we're part of this at at this point with these with these crappy lights. And because we stopped, it stopped. Like I said, was was hovering above the gas station that this other person, whether you're, you know, he was right next to you, three four feet away at gas pump. Somehow, we, whether we're physically invisible or just somehow invisible, we're in some we're in another bubble in there. basically. You know, I don't Right. I'm just
2: I'm no. When to you told you know, me that. When you told me this story, and, and that's why I think it's so relevant to talk about right now while we're talking about that gas station stop, because you do not remember it, and it's almost like, it's almost like you were in another bubble, and the, and the guy getting gas was in—if we're going to call it a bubble—was right. in another bubble, and I was in another bubble. But like, I don't know, dude. It's just really—that's the weirdest part of the story to me—is the whole gas station stop without,
5: because I tried to interact with somebody else. Exactly, and without understanding. The science behind these things, how they operate at this point, it's going to be all sort of speculation and how the hell could this happen and it you know, could be going on. But something something Absolutely. along those lines, it, it, it kind of makes sense. But anyway, we uh, – Well, Bill,
2: real quick, to, to the listeners, okay, about those two soldiers over in the U.K., how would
5: one Google that? What what will be the keywords for well, someone of that? I want to look Randall, up that story. Yeah, the Rendlesham Forest incident would be the name and then the the, name, the last names were Peniston and Burroughs. I forget that. I think it was Roger and Jim. Peniston and Burroughs are two main guys. And then there's a better part of that story is that this happened two nights in a row and uh Colonel what's his name? Holt. H A I think it's H A L T. Colonel Holt. this is thirty plus years ago, he still has his original he was out there, he witnessed them. as a He was like the highest <laughs> ranking officer on the space. He went out with a whole group of soldiers like the next night and the same craft came back the very next night. This this was a I should probably mention a, a nuclear base. Um they seem to have a fascination with our nuclear base for a reason. That's that's a whole other issue. So they went out The, woods, the <laughs> yes, it is. following night and witnessed the thing, you know, fly at them, fly over them, zigzag around all over the trees and without ever getting injured. Uh less some physical inference, but his original recordings um, still exist on a little, you know, little handheld tape recorder they had however long ago, forty years ago. Uh, Colonel Holt's still alive and uh, has written books about this. And um, Patterson and Burroughs still alive too. They they get TV interviews all the time. Man, we got to do uh, a follow up with these cats. Man, you said they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, these, these guys. Oh uh, they, man, they, they were just on TV. That's one. They they had um, the first time they both went back to the, that forest. They did a thirty year thing. as supposed to. 2011, it was 30 years to the, to the day of when it first happened to them as young kids, as young soldiers, they, they went back together for the first time just to see the fours in the same spot of where of where it all happened. So they, they both had a right, right, going to go back. And uh, so, yeah, anyway. That's, that's so, all er- right,
4: everybody
2: listening to this podcast and you're interested, check that out again. We'll try to drop some links and different things like that on our Patreon page and on our social media if you want to dig more into – something that was like this thing that we experienced 20 plus years ago. Now, Bill, I think, I think we should get back into, okay, we pull out of the gas station and because you have, you have more story and and this thing kind of wraps up, you know what I mean? And, and, and this is, it's, it's phenomenal the way it wraps up. So, so get, let's get, all right, we pull out of the gas station. And where do we head now?
5: All right. So we're heading back to Wayne and the first person we're going to drop off is Dave. He lives over. Probably about a mile away from the rest of us, from the other side of town. So we get down to his street. As we're pulling down his street, I noticed being in the in the front of the car, can see Dave's house coming up. You know, it's ten, twelve houses down the street, and I'm like, holy shit! You know, there's there's a red light right above Dave's fucking house. Like like <laughs> now we were they yeah. or something. But like one of these one of these guys is already right here. Like, how how, how is this legit? What really right now. Yeah, because
2: if if you recall, we, we you I think it was you noticed that light. Like, I don't know if you just said that. Uh, like, before we even got to Dave's house, like, as we turned the corner, you were like, there's a light above his house. Like, you've seen it's it. Been been like, so you, we, when you say that it knew where we were going before before we got there, it's creepy. Yeah,
5: and uh, so we pull up. You pull up in front. I think you just pulled up in front of the house on the curb. I don't think you pulled on the driveway. And nope. he got out in the house. And, you know, sure, sure enough, it's like there's, there's a red light. What looks, without seeing the craft, but what looks like, back at the trailer park, same deal, like 5, 10 feet above a house. Like, we're in a regular residential neighborhood at this point. Like, there's just this red light above itself. Like, what the hell? We leave, we leave Dave Street, turn around, head back towards you and Eric live on the same street. I live one street behind you guys. So we pull up as we're coming down, Stellwagen. To pull up to Eric's house, sure as hell enough there's a red light right over Eric's house. We get out of the car, and then you drove down the street, you lived about five houses down, and you parked your car. Next thing I remember Yeah,
2: you were you were living you were living with Eric at this point.
5: I was staying with Eric as I I was being a shithead so yeah. um, I you was know, yeah. out of the house for a few days. But me and Eric <laughs> went downstairs. This was um before cell phones and all that other stuff. So we went line, everybody had know home phones. We went downstairs in the basement. We called, either we called Matt or Matt called us, I sure we probably called him, from Eric's basement. And he had a real bad connection, real staticky, and just a lot of noise and the getting disconnected. So that, that kind of spooked Eric a little bit, too, like, you know, what the hell's going on? We came back outside, walked down towards your house. I think you were coming back outside at this point. I noticed, hey, there's, you know, a red light over your house as well. And I peeked around the corner. I went around halfway around the corner and looked at my house, which was basically directly behind yours on that next street, and saw a red light yep. over my house as well. So at this point now, I'm kind of laughing like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like these, oh, yeah, these, it's got us. <laughs> it, it, went, it went from crazy to just this, this is just too much. You know, I just got to laugh at this point. I just, this is kind of nuts, you know.
2: Yeah, and and, this, this, at this point, Bill, this is like our almost two and a half, three that all of this has been happening to us since the start of right. where we picked up
5: this story to where we're at yep. now.
2: This is like hour three. So it's almost like, oh, my God, like what is
5: happening? You know? Yeah, it's getting it's getting late. I think that at this point, you know, about 10 o'clock at night or so, if I remember right, it's pretty late at night, getting pretty chilly out. And uh, however it happens, probably just in the excitement of being kids or whatever. Um, your mom would come out. You said whatever you said when you went home. I think we, me and Eric were kind of, kind of stupid. His mom wanted to come out, um, to see what the hell we're talking about. One of the moms, I don't remember who it was, called, called the police. (laughs) So, um, we ended up having a, a cop show up. So we got, you know, some adults out there with us. And then uh, Dave came back with his dad.
2: Dave's dad wanted to talk to my mom. About this whole situation, so so yeah, everybody was outside at this point in front of my house right. in Wayne, Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
5: at this point, a yeah, uh, couple couple adults, couple parents think we're just these crazy kids. We either were high or we've been drinking or doing something. They think we're all you know full of shit, basically. But they, we yeah, didn't do
2: any of that shit at this time in our lives, Bill. Let's yeah. let's,
5: let's confirm that right now. We didn't do yeah. shit. <laughs> no, yeah, none of us were doing any of that stuff at all. And um, I mean, definitely not in this night. We're all we're all sober as can be. So anyway. Um, cops showed up pretty quick for whatever reason. And um so we're we're, we're trying to repeat the story to, with all the adults there about these lights, everything we had to trailer, following us all over our houses, trying to show, you know, red lights over the houses. And then while we're while we're out there, uh fortunately for us, like uh, say <laughs> fortunately for us I guess, um, from where even the street we lived on, right across the street from you was was elementary school, Uber through elementary. Yep. Off, off from behind the school, uh, comes voice. Now, the thing I'll add here, just, just to be 100% clear, like I said, we're back in Wayne now, so we're only five miles from the airport in Detroit Metro. Southeast, yep, absolutely. And and Detroit Detroit Metro is basically diagonally beyond, um, you know, I'd say whichever direction was, let's just call it. If we're looking, if we're looking up your street, if the school is on the west, and go looking north, I guess the northwest, or the direction behind the school would be where the airport would be. These these lights came basically from straight west from behind the school, and there were just there was no, like I guess you know you know the sound of planes taking off coming and going. There was no sound. It was just all of a sudden there was this big bright white light in the sky coming from the other direction behind the school,
2: from behind the school, yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, the school, not, not in the exact direction where they'd be coming, they're coming from the airport they were flying. So we're out there, all of us with with a few adults, you know, two moms, a dad, and a cop. And this big white light comes from behind the school slowly, silently, kind of drifting up in the sky, and it and, and it parks. Parks stuff just stops. And it basically looks like the same thing I saw on the trailer this big kind of diamond white light. And it just sits. And a couple minutes later, another one comes a little bit lower and it does the same thing. It drifts slowly, quietly, and it stops a little bit lower and left like a diagonal from from the first one. Diagonal left down. And the third yep. one comes Does the same thing. So now we've got, you know, boom, 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 they're stacked on top of each other and back on one.
2: It's almost like they were creating that fucking formation that I remember and Dave remembers from earlier on in the night. As they were stacking themselves, I remember Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, it's creating that fucking formation again. And I was a little weirded out by that.
5: Right. And then um, we we can circle back because you remember a little bit more, again, than I do at this point. But I remember the three. I remember them stopping, parking in that little – diagonal line and then I remember from behind the same area a bigger light coming, much bigger, what would appear to be, you know, five five feet bigger than the Huge five or yep. ten bigger. Come drifting slowly. Now it's it's low. It looks like it's, you know, basically right above the school. And it and it comes very, very slowly and completely silently. And as it flies under the very last light that lands so for the lowest one, it goes right underneath it. As soon as it gets underneath it, that light blinked out. And then it has to travel a few more feet to get underneath the next one that was up in line. That one blinked out. A few more feet yet. And the last light blinks out above it. And then this light stopped. And all of a sudden, I don't know how to I'll explain it other than it did like some crazy psychedelic light show where it just started flashing, rotating different purples, white, yellow. Did yes. did crazy effect. And then just poof, was gone. Again, same thing as the triangle. There was no acceleration or thrust. No sonic just, boom. The thing was just fucking gone. And the cool thing was, all the adults saw that, including the cops, which at this point was like, you know, peace, have a good night. I'm, not, I'm not filing a report. Type deal. You remember actually what he said? Yeah. Um, I, I okay.
2: So so, and this cop was actually notorious in Wayne, Michigan. And it's funny because when I talked to Dave, he immediately – well, he even said it before I even had to bring it up. He remembered the, the cop's nickname in Wayne, Michigan was The Terminator. He was this big, muscly dude, uh, kind of a dick, you know, but uh, he, I guess he got, got, got his shit done. You know, he took care of business and shit. But he, t- he said to us, and I, and I quote, what do you want me to do, fly up there and check that out? And, and that's kind of when he – kind of, yeah, that's kind of when he left. And I was like, how the fuck? Like, how does one make a joke about something like that? We all just shared the experience and we've seen that happening. How does one, like, either he was scared, big muscle man was scared or something, but like, he just wasn't having it. And he, he had left at that moment. And I believe that's when Dave and his dad left at that time. And I don't know, I'm unclear on when you and Eric walked away. Is that, do you, do you recall that?
5: I, I'm not sure. See, after that, after this is pretty much a blur because I think. Like you said, pretty much you know, everybody's scared at that point. And I think we might have, me, you and Eric, probably if I remember right, stood up there, maybe all smoked a cigarette or something. I just kind of like looked around. And, um, I mean, that was it. There was no everything was gone at that point. And That's I, I mean,
4: it. If
5: I, if I really try to remember. Well,
4: when I,
2: I, when when I recall I, this story with my mother, uh, my mother and I talk about this story a lot, uh, what we have over time. And she, she recalls uh, kind of the same as I recall. Now, you're, you're, when you say these lights with no sound uh, were coming over Hoover School. Now, this is what yeah. we recall is as they flew over Hoover School and, like you said, parked themselves in the sky, when they were going over the school, the lights in the school, like all the lights in the school went out and they would come back on after that light passed over the school. And it did that multiple times. Like you remember three of them. And and my mother and I, we remember standing out there for, like, what would have been, like, 30 or 40 of these things flying over the school. And every time one of them flew over the school and parked themselves up in the same area that you recall, the lights in the school went out. And so my mom worked at that school as a lunch lady. And she also worked with a lady named Miss Rosenberger. And her husband, I can't remember his name, um, he worked on, like, he was a part of the electrical team at Hoover Elementary School, and he was able to confirm that on the night that we were out there watching these lights fly over the school, that the school was experiencing electrical issues, as if the power would be going on and then going off, going on and going off. So that was able to be confirmed. And then, weird enough, like two weeks later, the same guy, Mr. Rosenberger, was up North Michigan. I think it was Grayling, Gaylord area. And he experienced something like almost exactly what we experienced from what the stories my mom and them shared about the seven light formation and the one dingy kind of light, the no sound, you know, that, that type of thing. So that was always, that stuck out in my memory, especially with the validation really, from somebody else, you know, that. Was just that's really
5: fascinating. especially being on you confirm, confirm the lights, like you said, being powered down. I mean, that's, that's, that's like solid physical proof of something really happening. It's, that's, Absolutely. For, and and,
2: and for, why wouldn't those things suck the energy out of whatever they flew over? I mean, it's kind of like when we were in the trailer park and that thing was like just hovering above the car, the 81 Fairmont, and the other light came down. I truly feel like that's when shit got real. And I feel like that light <laughs> either in, in, in like gifted us something or it, 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 it uh not, what's the word, enlightened us to something. But I think that was the connection point, man. Like that, That's just how I feel about it. You know, yeah, I don't that,
5: know if that's there's any truth to that, but no, absolutely. I mean, we, we can get into a whole separate episode about the getting, you know, the bits of information that's stored into. Yeah, we will. Uh, what? You what? Know, yeah. What we? What we? How much data we actually get per second, and how much our brains are actually able to process, and then we create our own reality. With you know, so yeah, being flashed with, and that goes into subconscious mind. Right now. That's that's like so that's a whole other episode yes but, um, and we'll do that episode yes absolutely yeah um yeah that was pretty much the end of the night i don't remember at that point like i said we probably all sat up there for a few minutes looked around just to make sure hey everything's gone i don't remember checking to see if the lights above the houses were gone we probably just smoked a cigarette and bullshit and whatever and then yeah you went home and me and eric went back to his house and you know and went 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 to sleep That was pretty much it and uh
4: and the whole, the
2: whole time this happened, it was like a four-hour episode from probably like 6, 7 o'clock up until like 11, 11.30 at night. Right. And, Bill, now that the story has come to an end and you said that's kind of where the night ended, I got to ask you, man, what, like after all of these years, man, like and, and you, you've read a lot, you've done a lot of research, and, and, and you're like me from time to time. This will come up in your memory very vividly, and you'll think about it for a little bit, and then it goes away, it kind of comes in waves. What, yeah. what have you come, what's your, what's your conclusion, man? What do you think?
5: I've seen you this before. And I, I still, I, if I, if I gave you a, a, a solid answer, I, I'd be lying because I just, my, my real answer, right. I don't know. um looking, looking back now, being, being older, being this you know, this long ago, having, having time to do research and read a lot, uh, which I've been doing a lot of um, forever. And then, um, just seeing how our world's changed in 20 years technology-wise. Like I said, back then when we were kids, there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't Google, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't all the GPS tracker shit. That's not there nope. now. So it's like the government didn't have the means to track us. These things knew who we were, where we were going, over how we got home. Could it could it have been, did the government have some super secret tracker technology anyway back then could do that? Maybe. Could, could it be alien? Absolutely, maybe. I, I, if I was to answer it, either way, I don't know. I'm 55. I, I really don't know. I can't answer that, honestly, and say it's, it's either this or this. It's it's, it's one of the two. <laughs> That's all it could be, right? It's either... <laughs> it's one of the two. Yeah, it, no, I like it. I like it. Well, I think what I brought before is, um, you know, why you know why wouldn't... Okay, well, let me, let me start it with. Absolutely, hands down, government has back-engineered some craft, which is actual real alien craft that like crashed and they... And they they, they make these things they use, and they got to test them out do whatever. So they fly them around, absolutely. And um, th- those things are seen. So, yeah, they have them. Now, with the government, whether it's some Air Force guys or whatever, you know, fly things around just want to fuck with some kids for fun for one night, I, I don't really see that being impl- impl- plausible. But then again, if it's alien, they don't just do that either. I mean, if you see them and you come across them, you're, you're abducted. And we don't have the memory that we have. Because when you get abducted, they wipe your mind. If you go off every abduction case that's known and documented, and if you say they're true, then you get abducted, you get a mind wipe. And you don't remember shit unless you go through hypnosis or whatever else, right? So, right. So for us to have the memory that we have, I'd say hands down we weren't abducted. There, there's no reason to believe it. But, so yet, for you to say, well, it wasn't government, why would they do that? You know, aliens don't just fuck with kids either. Like, so I, I really don't know
2: the most interesting part to our experience and what makes me feel that it was aliens over government and, and the government could have these, these technologies too, but I feel it's aliens because of like the, 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 the direct link to that other story about us Our stopping at the gas station. You not remembering two of us so far remembering, and then the people at the gas station, not being able to see or hear um, that is what makes me think it was some other shit other than, you know, someone just fucking with us.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, was somebody with was whether they're from here or not. It was a very very unusual night, very unusual. And it's something that the once in a lifetime. experience. when I tell a story way that I tell it, you know, like this is a once in a lifetime experience. I couldn't make this shit happen again if I wanted to. Like it's no, nope. you just have to. See, if you want to see the right place, at the right time for it to happen for us all to share this experience, it's it's not something that you can sit around and and hope for or or, or try to make happen. It just it just kind of happens to you.
2: Bill, man i want to thank you for uh you know not only doing take one which mysteriously disappeared <laughs> but running take two and uh you know recalling this experience with the kennedy coach show man
5: no i want to thank you for having me on and uh anytime you want to do this again yeah I, I got plenty of shit to talk about man i will follow up on, on some more stuff that ties into what we just talked about and, and anything else that uh Might be worthwhile. Yeah, we we
2: need to do next time when we do a follow up uh, with you because I I definitely want to do a follow up with you, even if the other guys don't become a part of it. I want my wife to be a part of it too. We can do a three way call. And, uh, you know, because my wife's interested in this topic too. She just didn't have this experience with us. I haven't told too many people in my life this story because it makes, you know, people think you're nuts. So this is a perfect platform to actually get the story out with you guys. Absolutely. All right, Bill. All hey, right. keep keep up, man. And uh, if you if you know anything, if you learn anything, you let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. All right, brother. to you again. All right, later, Bye bro. You. you too, man.
1: And there's our story with Bill. What a collection. not
0: only a story that is an experience, man, <laughs> that lives sure. in all of us in different ways, man, like that <laughs> the
1: Bill experience. For I know, sure. I know, I
0: fucked up a few times and called it a story, and and you know that that could be kind of deceiving to to people. No, like, right. are they are they making this a story or did this shit really happen? This shit really happened, and there was some real fear, there was real intrigue, there was real wonder, and there's still all of those things I because mean, nobody we're, knows.
1: We're adults; we know reality. We know things we see and we know when we see things that you really can't explain. It's weird. And life
0: was so different in 1995, 96 than it is now that things are relevant now that weren't even weren't even really like discussed or even I mean, I'm sure they were thought of back then, but they weren't put in place like they are nowadays. Right. You know, we didn't even have cell phones like it was referenced in in Dave and Bill's conversations. There was no Facebook. We, We like we couldn't even tell Matt what was going on. Until uh, you got home. Until we got home. And, and, and because so much happened after we got home, you know, we had to wait till like the next day, you know. And I'm sure Matt pulled that binky over his, his head and he didn't come out. He didn't answer the phone probably for a couple of days. So it didn't even matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the things that I found most interesting, and I'm just going to touch on a few points the one, the similarities between the four stories that I think are the key points worth pointing out. Is oh, good. That you, oh, good. Okay. I didn't know you had
0: this part. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm the, I'm detect- excited. Right, <laughs> I'm yeah, the detective, detective. Side. <laughs> Yes. All right.
1: Um, all four of you talked about how silent it was, which even some of the best aircraft technology that I've ever seen, I've never seen anything silent. And that's a very interesting point to me. And that's one key point that all four of you touched down at some point or another. You all talk about lights in some form, red lights, the diamond light, and the seven lights. Each of you in your own version in some way somehow have something to do with that. And then each of you, the other similarity that was when you would go, it would go. Yeah. The idea that it wasn't uh, just like a moving airplane or a helicopter. It was also a stop and go. When That's you would when stop, we knew that shit, it it knew we were
0: there. That's when we when knew... Was- that that's when it changed for all of us. He, yeah. I mean, even Dave said that's when he totally freaked out. Like that's the moment Dave was yeah. like, I ain't having oh my none God. of
1: this. it's following us. This is creepy. Now, each of you have your own weird thing that I'm also going to point out. Matt had a phone call that rang and he picked it up when it was static. Dave saw the lights going off on and off by the school. Bill saw the light going on Dave's house before it got picked up the light before going. we
0: drop Dave off yeah or yes, y- yes the light yes.
1: on and which that's f- so fucking creepy and he also had weird staticky phone conversation and you had your gas station dimension thing like this thing had so many different levels of things that affected each of you and i mean it, it was so much more than just lights following you too i mean oh, this yeah. is like total interruption of the physical waves of it was
0: way more than a which which I've been discredited to a few few times when I told the story. It's it was way more than an airplane. And like Bill and I talked about, Dave and I talked about. We grew up by Detroit Metro Airport. Uh, we're pretty familiar with what aircraft. And the other one, and we grew right up by we- Willow Run Airport. Yeah. We're pretty, you know, and they, they did we a lot of things, a lot of military yeah. aircraft, same stuff we, we see here in we're Savannah. we looking out. Um, you know, and this was this was legitly something different. Now, we have not heard from one of the people that was with us, Eric, who we couldn't really get in contact with. And he, he's doing some other stuff in life. Uh, but in the follow up episode, like later in the future, we want to follow up on stuff like this. Um, I would love to, you know, maybe have a conversation with Eric, the missing link, and kind of see how he remembers it. Maybe, you know. Yeah, or
1: if you've got a story about some of this, hit us up. Let us know. We want to talk to you.
0: The Kennedy Coach Show at yahoo.com. The Kennedy Coach Show at (laughs) yahoo.com.
1: So this story ends kind of epically to me, and just another weight of the tale is it ended with all you guys together with your parents and the police out front of the school where it kind of rose from the school, lights <laughs> caused a freaking flutter and took off. That's so like Stranger Things ma- stuff. It
0: is. And it was, and, and this was, you know, I, I asked my mom to be a part of this because she was a part of one of the biggest, uh, like I call it the grand finale of the night. And she, she was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And I was like, "My, you know, you, you, can, you can recap a good story. And she's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And I said, okay, you don't have to do that. But maybe on the yes, follow-up, freaky. maybe I'll work on her a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it was definitely freaky. It was intriguing. Now looking back, it's more intriguing than freaky. I would like it to happen again. Uh, there's a light hanging out out here in the sky the past couple nights and I've been like, come on, are you coming back? Is it cause I'm talking about it?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what time it is. Oh! We're going to wrap it up and head over to adult game time where I've got some fun truth or dare stuff for Ryan and his alien abduction episode. But we want to thank you all so much for listening to this story. I want to personally thank Ryan, Matt, Dave, and Bill for sharing their stories, supporting what we're doing. It was um,
0: great to uh, rehash that with those and, dudes. Yeah, and- I haven't...
1: I haven't really had a
0: conversation with those guys like that in a really long time, so it
1: was fun. For it everybody. was really
0: awesome and, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. We
1: had such a riot archiving it and putting this episode together. So thank you, friends, family, followers, everybody. We'll see you in a month.
0: Regular Kennedy Coach Show podcast format returns uh, in, in next month. Yep. And we, uh, at right now, tentatively, De-ba-ba-de-ba. we want to talk to a local reverend about a whole lot.
1: Yes, if our calendars can line up. Next stuff. Next week's a whole nother level. And
0: the death machine. We got to talk about this. We're not going to talk about it now, but we got to talk about the death okay. machine. All so,
1: right. so dog games. Let's do it.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is coming to an end. We hope you enjoyed the ride. And now it's time to play some
2: fun and useless adult games. We call it Yeah,
0: But You Have to Play adult game that we're gonna well actually this this could be thought of as a as a child like like we've been playing this game forever we played this game on a local radio station with an intern jill give it up to jill that's awesome that was a real good time uh you know you had to be kind of limited um on set radio but it was it was a cool little bit we did this for a while what's the name of the game brandy
1: Truth or Dare. Just in
0: case anybody Classic. didn't know anything about what what I, the hell I was just talking about, but Truth or Dare, man, you all you everybody might, grew up playing that. Yeah. I mean, that's something you play when you're a teenager, right? That's where you get like your first kiss or your first hand job or your first, you know, like uh, you find out some salty ass shit about the girl you got a crush on and yeah. kind of makes you not have a people boner she anymore. Had sex
1: with yeah, you're, you're like,
0: yeah, and that was a finger erect, and then the pharaoh was it losing its boner, Just in case you didn't know what that was. So, okay, truth yeah, or dare.
1: tonight Ryan's on the hot seat. Hot so, seat. Oh, I get um, to I'm I'm going to ask you, truth oh, or dare. I mean, oh, it's an alien huh. episode, so I picked two he can't know. So yeah. I picked two very alien related things. I
0: see why you picked this. Well, I'm going to I'm going to straight up go truth. I'm going to go truth. That's what I pick. Do
1: <laughs> you think Were you
0: prepared for that? I was. You took a big breath <laughs> there. Yeah. I was just
1: getting it. Okay. Getting all right, whole... truth, truth. Do you think that any of you were abducted that night and don't remember it?
0: No. Uh, look, no. I don't think anybody was abducted, in, in, and I think Bill referenced it in, in the episode, is because we all have pretty vivid memories of it. But I will hopefully one day be able, be able to explain, but I will never be able to explain what happened at the gas station. Now, that's the closest thing to an abduction that maybe happened that night was the, uh, the isolation between, between me the guy and the people at the gas station that didn't even acknowledge me, and then Bill, you know, who you heard from him, we heard from him the most in this in this episode. He remembers a lot, but he didn't remember even stopping at the gas station. So, and like, what the like fuck happened there? That one of your
1: there? most vivid parts of your story. That's when the night changed completely
0: to me. I get chills when I when I really think about that gas station instance in the way... Like, it felt like a fucking movie. Like, you, you ever seen, like, a scary movie when, like, someone's screaming at somebody doing something, and it's, like, that thing that, like, they just... It, it didn't acknowledge me. Nobody acknowledged me. And I was just like, am I even fucking here? So, yeah. Tr- yeah. I don't think anybody was physically abducted from the car or our situation. But I, I will never be able to explain that isolation that well, happened. Well,
1: clearly each of you were touched in some way.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, truth. All right. Now, because uh, I guess I kind of picked that quick because, we you know, the episode, the nature of the episode. Probably good well, What was, good the, for what was you. the dare?
1: <laughs> Probing this lighter.
0: Probing it. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> in my ass? I mean,
0: well, oh. it's an alien. Well, thing. I'm glad I picked the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah, you, you would say something like that. Would I even be able to put some lube on it? It's got a weird shape to it.
1: I mean, I. I didn't really have it planned out.
0: Are you rolling a joint or what's going on? No, with
1: this? no, these are my Are you cards. nervous?
0: Nervous, Nancy? I'm talking about
1: probing buttholes.
0: <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that uh, people say happen when, when they get abducted. So, you know, that's that's appropriate topic. That's, yeah. you know, what are who are you, Beavis and fucking butthead? I mean, you're talking about sticking something up. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you go. Thanks, the, y'all. Episode 1.3 um, in the books, episode 1.4 coming in June. In the making. In the making. And, uh, yeah, we're having a good time. Again, our email, if you want want to contact us with anything ask us any question for the podcast
1: stories the kennedy
0: coach show at yahoo.com the kennedy coach show at (laughs) yahoo.com so hit us up look us up on instagram on facebook on twitter all of those things let's stay connected and uh we want you to be a part of this podcast journey as much as we are so thank you again for subscribing and uh we promise to bring some fresh ass content
1: oh yeah yeah, y'all
0: Be on the lookout for more of the Kennedy Coach.
1: (sniffs) The Kennedy Coach Show!